4: It. If you're it to get through college, instead of Gucci shoes, spend yeah. a few chips on an knowledge. You need to know the ledge. This is not the time for blowing bread. So instead, you are now rocking with the best. But you know it's red. You know it's blue yeah. We wishing you the best. You know it's true. Out of murky waters, the lotus grew. Out of murky waters, the lotus blue. Yeah. Fifty cent soda blue. Look at what we
3: doing with the knowledge. We developing a cyber college, yeah. building a machine with these cyber dollars. We brought you the highest breed
4: of scholars. To water your mind With alkaline seeds of knowledge To resurrect the lost city In the sea of knowledge I'm from the Brooklyn Zoo with the signs spread. Don't feed the scholars nah. Know the ledge Every Tuesday and Friday At yep. least two hours Broadcasting from ground zero Superheroes The new Twin Towers Red and the blue The new Jack Bowers 24 hours of lack of more power Motep Islam Peace out the low Welcome home No, a man should have all of that power Return of the superhead rules in this age of water We in the matrix, Hydro Hydroplaning, down the information highway Hanging out the window, shooting at the agent sideways 9pm Tuesday to Friday It's Tuesday, if you coming at it sideways You can say at it in my way The good doctor, Sinatra I'm Mojango, the fallen angel The church is Satan When we gonna see? The church of The earth's a waiting Meanwhile Back at the ranch, the earth is shaking, we heard the nation, we percolating, we easy to swallow, yep. the information is hard
3: as hell. the pills is in circulation, The personations hard to tell, the smurfs is hating, somebody go right, tell wrong about... Help! Uh,
5: oh, please
3: don't
4: be frightened, I'm terribly sorry about this. I bring my life to the table. I bring my wife to the table. I bring health, wealth, knowledge, self to the table. I bring no to less TV to the table, conscious table. I bring no to less radio to the table, conscious radio, conscious Wikipedia. I bring DVDs, books, no the less media to the table, killing fables I to the families of the royals. I bring King County to the table, resorting royalty, the villanated, Cart Gabriel, soldier Cole. To the tables To superhead rules To the tables I bring seven heaven seat balls To the tables So go water to the tables Red and blue The big daddy came Ready, willing, and able To walk you through my tables, Full length tables. Back from the future Like Richard and Cable To introduce the freshmen To the X-Men And all of their candy. Excellent. No question, class is in session Report to the chat room, pin and pat hand. You want to be there early and beat the caravan People storm in the gate to get a plate Them lines packed
0: like the happy land
4: Either open up with the latest cuts Or them rap tools the bump by the latest trucks, from 9 to 11, we do it in the dark, like we used to do it in the park, for the most part, for the very second, that the show starts, you witness they can pose think think Mozart, huh, the love received so far, has been so hard, there's a few dudes the run, but they would do it, they sharp, they so, so soft, don't be thrown off, they need long. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular schedule program. The program is sponsored by 7 Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven? At 11-11, emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some of tools. Any questions, comments or concerns, press one
6: for everyone else. Thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly,
4: courtesy of KTL University. Oh please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this.
3: You are the <laughs>
7: Peace, 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 peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. This is No The Legs Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue Pill, will soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Red. Welcome, family. Welcome back to KTL. Uh, resounding shout-out to everybody that joined us last night for our special broadcast, Okay. For the family that may not know, we did do a live nine eleven show. All right, right here on KTL radio with Ra Kou and the Cosmocrats, and Cosmo Physicians for that matter. Shout out to Brother Other Reese. Shout out to Brother Marku and all of the other cosmo physicians. That show can be retrieved in the archive. It is a certified, classified Banger. archive classic. The brother came forward and did some, you know, I don't even, I'm, I'm trying to search for the words and I can't even find the words. Like, English doesn't mean support to what the brother brought forth with regards to his investigation. You know what I'm saying? He literally gave or qualified a new quote-unquote, birthday for this country, you know what I'm saying? And for those that deal with the aspects of cosmology, for those that deal with the aspects of numerology, for those that deal with the occult, you know, these are like unprecedented powerful tools to have in your possession where you can now directly uh, reconfigure and re-aim your intent in certain places to make sure it fits, you know? Rather than the uh, facade was put into the uh, into the public, you know what I'm saying? So, to that brother, and he proved without a shadow of a doubt, what a lot of people have been holding on to in regards to their suspicions about culprits and origins of 9/11, you know. He took it to the stars and showed, you know, what exactly time was Cosmos supporting on that day? What was the heaven saying? You know? And you can go to the archive and check that program out. Pull your notes out and check it against what your brother's saying. You know what I'm saying? If you know anybody that was dead and wanted to run that day, you know, choose your own spirit. Pull your pendulums out. See what they say. Some I items, as you know, but the brother, the brother definitely came forward with a powerful, powerful presentation last night, as well as Brother ever reached Okay, so and we are going to be following up that tradition tonight with another powerful broadcast. All right. Our brother, Doctor Reverend Phil Valentine. You know what I'm saying, and this is to uh, also compliment another powerful broadcast that we had this past Tuesday, with our brother Lennon Honor. Okay, shout out to Peru from the Thor Network. I believe Brother Lennon Honor was uh, featured on their program. Violence in America part four this morning. So you're gonna to go to the archive and check that brother his show out or his program for that matter and how the show no the team Right? Check that episode out. And again, welcome to joining us on this most beautiful beautiful night. Alright. Uh, let's see. Okay, as always, we ask you to update the staff family. What out? Let people know that you're here right the best. We have a flyer and stuff on the network you out on. Send a tweet out. Post it to Instagram. Send a text page. You can send some smoke signals out. You know what I'm saying? Do whatever needs to be done. Let them know that we are in the building. Okay? We do appreciate that. Alright?
8: I am on a... Uh,
7: a different communication device this evening family so the chat room let me know if you hear me a little bit clearer on this transmission you know I can only hope that I'm coming in as clear as possible So, shout out to SiNether TV. Brother has a clip up on his page on the SiNether TV of me and Brother Red. We had a sit down. We were interviewed our by brother Sue Tech out there on 125th Street House of Consciousness, and that video was up. you I was getting some positive feedback from that. You know what I'm saying. We had an opportunity to talk it up about the origins of KTL and Notar radio, Notar Media for that matter got an opportunity also to share some of our thoughts, on some of the, uh, you know, the conversations that have been had, you know, the hot, hot button topics, what have you. So check that out, you know. You get a different type of conversation with us when we're being interviewed, as opposed to here you on know, KTL when we're just chopping it up with one another. So please do check that out. All right share it freely if you so feel the need to. Alright y'all, I'm just waiting on my calls. Peace. Family in the chat, let me know how this audio is coming through. Is it clear? Is it muffled? Looks good. I never tried this feature out. I'm going to see if I can call my co-host.
8: Let me see how this works.
7: Okay. Live and direct. that said the audio is coming through clear. Should've utilized this a long time ago. All right. yes yeah, so let me jump into the song real quick. I'm gonna be right back. Hold tight, fam. got enough to go around and the thought takes place uptown I grew up on a sidewalk while I'm street talking Then talk to whole New York I go to Queens for Queens to get the food from Brooklyn They're in Manhattan and never been took it. Go uptown and Bronx some boogie down The strong on the island recalls where lay around Time to build my juice back up Pop back up Suckers get smacked up Don't doubt the clout They know what I'm about knocking niggas off, knocking niggas out Shakin' them up, waking them up Rangin' them up, breakin' them up standing on shaky ground too close Let's see if I know the ledge Corners, tri-flicks, shorties here I did cocked, these living for these to bear Here's a sip with a cruise, that's deceased. If I get revenge, then it rest in peace Somebody got a stuff, I just might spare one And give a brother a fair one Stay alert, on do feed And I do work with these, like Hercules
4: South for, switch your right draw. I don't like draw, I'm hyper nice ball. Smooth, but I move like an army. Pull of beat down, face brothers gotta bomb me. Putting brothers to rest like Elliot Ness. Cause I don't like stress. Streets ain't a place for innocent, box hands is the Nothing's gonna stop the plan. I'll chill like the penal, kill like the middle. Black and vino, die like a hero. Living on shaky ground, too close to the edge. Let's see if I know the we'll leg. play Around on the battleground, dead bodies around, throughout the town. I'll try to put shame in my game to make a name. I'ma put it on a bullet, put it in your brain, rip the clock like a buckshot, who cares where it goes? Just keep the cast closed. No remorse when the life is lost. I paid my duel, pay the cost, And my boundaries for your back. Whatever on Mac, I get the wealth of Mac. You're never fluid, speak with one D, high crack and tent the people like the feet. So call say hi to the bad guy, don't take the fire, I don't plan to die. Cause I get loose And I got shoes, And crazy juice thinking you, fool I'm ready Like I am told I'm Hang out with super weapons Don't try to me. I'm at war a lot I don't walk the die But no war in the shop I'm gonna blow a lot When I cook beef The smoke will never clear Area's in fear this just is a fear Living life too close to the edge Hoping that I know the lay. the is on, shower's on, power's on. Late for school, I catch the train. Girl set the style and whisper for my name. I push up like an exercise. Check the intellect and inspect the size. Select the best one, pull it to the side. Keep it occupied for the rest of the night. Treat 'em or my make sure already cool. Just meet me after school, week to moon and groan until your mom come home and you'll be calling me out, Aldo Capone, Sweat me. She didn't wanna let me look, so, come get me as if you wanna sip the juice. Cut the juice. Wait
7: me before so I take my phone off safety. Cause a lot of niggas hate me coming out of the building Yes indeed, yes indeed, family. That is no the ledge. Rock him along. Alright? I'm gonna put some information up to you real quick that I wanna share with you as well. Especially for my NYC family. They are about to have or they are embarking on the 50th anniversary for the nations of Gods and Earth. Okay? And they're gonna be having a concert at the Apollo Theater, the world famous Apollo Theater, one twenty fifth Street, Harlem, New York. Okay? As their featured performance, ready for this family. As the featured performance for this phenomenal, groundbreaking event, they're going to be featuring Rockamalaw and Big Daddy Kane. Now, for anybody that's familiar with the, uh, the undercurrent. You know what I'm saying? The, at the time that both of these brothers was on the scene, it was like an unannounced rivalry that was taking place. You know what I'm saying? They took real subliminal shots of one another I and mean, their music. You know, because in New York, they said that it could only be one king. And everybody was saying that king was the nicest. People saying that Rakamala was the nicest. But if you notice, you know, they never collaborated or in the music or what have you, even though they seem to represent, you know, uh, coming from the both, you know, came from the both in the same place, representing the same thing. But um, on October 3rd, on the weekend of October 3rd to 5th, they will be in the building in New York City representing an Apollo come together representing 5% nation, okay? So this is powerful. It's definitely powerful. Nubian is also going to be performing. Everything Badu you know it's going to be held down by DJ K Slate. All right, so definitely want to be in New York for this one. It's going to be off the chain, and that's less than 30 days away. You know what I'm saying that's a treat. That's a treat for the town. That's a treat for hip hop, and that's definitely something, um you know, a piece of, of, of history that. I look forward to participating in, and I feel excited for these two young brothers. You know, they have an opportunity to still represent. You know, this day and time, and it's so meaningful that we are able to see them come together. All right. So let me do this. Let me go and open up a line to another one of my co-hosts. You know what I'm saying? This is our brother. Your brother, okay. Our big brother KT, the off degree caller from the four hundred four. Peace, peace,
3: peace.
1: What's up, brother? Peace, y'all, buddy. What's good with you, man? Man, you know I had to come in here and extend some energy to you. You know, y'all, y'all about to do something real, real big tonight. You know what I mean? I had to get in where I could fit in, get the red and carpet that- out, for my brother.
7: Yeah, we, we we resurrected those pillars last night. You know, what I'm saying we raised those man, pillars up. Man, I didn't
1: even I didn't even know about the show. I found out about the show today. I was like, how nobody told me that they were doing the Cosmo Physics 911 joint, man.
7: It's just it was one of those things, man. We put it together, we advertised it. I got the information out. You know, same day. Yeah, I know
1: it. Y'all just jumped on. That's that's just how that's how the winds blow. You know, that's how the stars align, you know. So I understand. It's, I understand. But office. it was ironic that he, I know he touched it. He talked about the solar flare, right?
7: Ever spoke on it briefly. You know, he touched on it. And he more so was speaking about what energy in the cosmos is supporting electronic failure and things of that nature. So he said it's very real in terms okay. of the effects that it can have on this planet at this time and he was speaking of the importance of a contingency plan. Very interesting. He was speaking about Uranus going into Taurus, and he was speaking about the the utmost important thing is for families to have an emergency medical plan, contingency plan within their own home about what they're going to do in times of emergency or during health crisis for their family, their their direct families. You know, Uranus course Wow,
1: wow
3: that'd uh, have been food. perfect
1: for me to be on there. That's green. That's Greenleaf Herbal Solutions right there. Y'all gotta stock, stock up on your tonics.
3: You know, you all right the
1: tonics now? that we create, they—I mean—the shelf life is is almost uh, it, uh, definite, man. For real, you know, the the natural preservative that we able to use, you have a botanically based preservative that we use, that slows down the oxidation process, which prevents um the tonics from turning. So you get them, you throw them in the fridge, you know what I'm saying? You get some extra bottles, you forget about it. And then, you know, when they talking about respiratory this or swine flu that or Ebola this or simonella that, you got it. You ready.
7: Let them know they can get, you know, in contact. Oh, yeah, definitely
1: get- go to greenleaf-herbalsolutions.com. You know, uh, you can also uh, email me, KT, the art degree, dot uh, K-A-M-A-N-I, at com. You give me a call at 404-492-2026, and we can get you right. We definitely get you right. Um, also, uh, what I'm uh, about to debut is uh, the next Hollywood Decoded, which is uh, my man Captain Amexum, also known as Captain America. Um, That's right. About about to lay that Winter Soldier DVD on everybody, and um, got to go back and revisit the, the the Hollywood Decoded that we did on that earlier in the year in April. We did it on what what was it? Four thirteen? Because I know it was a four four whatever we did. Um, I think it was 422, actually, when we did it. Yeah, it was
6: 422,
1: Yeah, we did that 22. Yeah, so go back, you know, know the ledge radio, uh, Captain America, When the Soldier Decoded, go on, put that in there so you can get a little preview, and it really is more than a preview. I went in, but compared to this DVD, oh, my goodness, we're filming it. This is an actual production, like, your, your young brother's going in, son. I think uh, I think you're gonna be proud of me. <laughs> Y'all see what I'm doing I now, man. I got, um, you know, people are getting real inspired by what I've done. So I'm getting people helping me, and I, I could really put my vision down, um, and it's coming together. You know, the, the Django decoded I did, I went all the way in. That 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 was uh, phase one. You know, uh, Lucy was phase two. I finally got some footage and some recording. You know, was able to go in on that with the clips. But this this one right here, man, this is something that I I'd probably like to, to, to rent a theater for the weekend and debut it. It's gonna go hard like that. And and the information. Ah, uh, the information is sound. It's, it's it's just beautiful, just how it all came together. So I'll be definitely announcing the data release on that and, and the pre-order uh, start on that too, you know, the minute that uh, I got that together. But I just wanted to put it out to the people tonight, you know? Especially since that show. I mean, you could tell them, Blue, how, how, how powerful did that show resonate um, in the Marvel Universe after we aired it? What did it do?
7: It's resonating and reverberating all around the universe, you know what I'm saying? You actually made them switch that uniform up and, uh, you know what I'm saying, give it to uh, Anthony Mackie.
1: Yeah, you know? like, yeah, the black Captain a America, about Captain America. A yeah. Mexum, son. Yes, yes, yeah, and yeah, yeah. they hey, announced thanks. Captain America is going to be filmed in Atlanta. They're coming yeah. to Atlanta to film yeah. Captain yeah. America 3, so it's... Uh,
7: yeah, and bring you brought it to the A. You know what I'm saying? Kasim uh Kasim re owes you a check. You know what Oh I'm saying? yeah,
1: definitely. He'll 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 pay up. I ain't worried about it. He's gonna pay up. You know. That's what I'm want talking everybody about. to really understand that they're that they're part of uh they're part of something huge that's taking place right here and um it's gonna flip overnight you know, with this decoded, because I already see, you know, with the response of Lucy and the demand that I have um, on my other ones, you know, and I'm releasing them just like films. like, you know, people want to see, you know, Batman versus Superman, but they got to wait till 2016. You know, people want to see mm-hmm. Avengers 2, but they got to wait till May. You know what I'm saying? And they're going to wait, and they're going to stand in line when it's time to see it. Well, you ain't going to have to wait that long for all the Hollywood Dakotas. We're going to be releasing them uh, once a month. Um, So the next one is going to be at the top of October, and I'll I'll be releasing the exact date. The pre-order will be, you know, like the third week of September when I set that up. Drop it on the the blood moon. Oh, yeah, yeah. You already know how it's going to go. You already know. You already know. And in November we're gonna have another one. November we're gonna be getting into the Dark Knight and the Man of Steel combo together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna keep it moving. Uh, And then we got December, January. We're gonna be rolling them out. So, um, Captain America. um, I know people listening. They like, ah, man. I know there was some deep things in there, and I heard the show. But the stuff that I have uh, on this DVD. It can't even compare to the show it's about twenty to thirty times more information in this d v d it's It's crazy you know and it'll it'll lead everybody on a on a beautiful uh, adventure digging in the wormhole comparing contrasting notes coming to conclusions on some powerful alignment you know in their mind okay. so it's uh it's,
9: yeah it's gonna be great. They also introduced the concept
7: in that movie about algorithms that we may get a chance to visit on this show. Oh when We're talking,
6: man. About, when we're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: Phil, every everything, everything Phil's gonna say, and I'm gonna tell you that the reason why Hollywood Dakota exists, and I say this as often as I can, was because of Alexis. Um. The dark, matter, the, uh, the dark Matter Paradigm that I listened to back in, like, 01. This was right before the towers fell now. Right before the towers fell, when I came up to y'all, you know, we was up there, the shrooms was out, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> you popped in that Valentine uh, DVD for me and, and the Entourage, you know what I'm saying? And you yeah. were breaking down X-Men, you know what I mean? I always saw themes in films, but when he broke down that X-Men and went into the Adam Anti-Om and the Jean Grey and broke down Professor X, and I was like, from that point on, something happened to me, and when I started going to these movies, I would just see everything, and it just started growing more and more and more. So whatever he talks about tonight, which is going to be definitely a grown man business um, it's, it's, it's probably going to end up being on the DVD some variation of it because, you know, I, I,
2: studied, I studied Valentine over the
1: past 10 years, man, 15 years. What am I talking about, 10? 15, too. And, um, That's right. He got he got everything to do with my foundation in the metaphysical realm, you know what I mean? I, I owe a lot to the elder, um, and I, I give much thanks for him and all the work that he's done to uh, stimulate me and get me moving in that direction, and I'm just carrying – forward just a piece of what he put out there you know the movie thing you know uh, along with the information so you know he's definitely going to touch on things I can't wait to hear what it's going to be I've been telling people all day they ready
7: no doubt so with that let me give you your just due
1: yes sir yes sir I (laughs) appreciate you that's it. So, yeah, greenleaf Lucy herbal, Lucy. dot com. lucydecoded.com. Please, people, anybody who's listened to it, if you haven't heard Hollywood Decoded, go into Google searches and type in KT the Arch Degree. Type in Hollywood Decoded. Type in Lucy Decoded or After Earth Decoded or Batman Decoded, and it will pop right up. The shows will pop right up. And take a listen so you can see if you've never been on a journey with us before, and um, and if you like what you hear and you're feeling it, go to LucyDecoder.com, order yourself a DVD, not be disappointed, and prepare yourself for the next line in the series. Create the library, because you know, this is history in the making. That's right. That's right, brothers. Making it happen. No doubt. Oh yeah, one more thing, one more thing. I gotta do it. Do I have another two, three minutes?
7: Yes, please.
1: Okay. All right, now do you ever heard of American Ninja Warrior?
7: Yes, I have.
1: Have you watched the show yet?
7: I I have watched it. I used to be a uh American Ninja Warrior junkie, yeah.
1: Okay, well let me let you know that your young bro takes you the arts degree found an uh, obstacle, an uh, American Ninja Warrior spot down here in Atlanta, and I joined over a month ago, and your boy is out, son. <laughs> oh, <word. laughs> I'm getting my ninja on, son, yes, man, I got the sounding ladder, I got the war- wall, and I'm putting out a Ninja Warrior challenge, because, you know, uh, Valentine's oh, coming uh-oh. on tonight, and he's going to be talking about open season, and how we're getting picked off, and I'm going to let you know. These spots, this Ninja Warrior is is Caucasian-dominated pretty much right now. People might it's think like, it's yeah, just a game or a joke.
3: The,
7: all the across fitness spots, you know what I'm saying? And they do a lot of the uh, moves that are similar to, to Ninja Warrior. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a cross-fit you know, that
1: I go to. It's a cross-fit that I'm actually a member of. But at this CrossFit, there's a brother – that actually built the obstacle course off the show. It's about fifteen of the obstacles from the show that's on there. Nice. And I train with I train with the ninja warriors that are on the show. Wow. Yeah, man, and they and it's amazing. It's amazing. And it just teaches you, you know, how to overcome obstacles. It teaches you that if you were in the woods, if you were in the jungle, if you were in some life or death situation out there, and you against the elements, how will your body, how will your 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 your, your cardio, how will that adapt to the situation? Because just pumping iron in the gym, just getting on a on a on a cycle, you know, that's cool, but how about applying that in an environment? And that's what this particular uh that's what this thing teaches you. And it's uh we talked in grip strength where you using just the fingertips of your hand. You know what I'm saying? I already it's, know. Uh,
7: I, I've always been magnetized to want to uh take that level of training. Like I said,
1: they uh, were actually now when you come, come down training, here you know um, what I'm
7: bringing you you know that. Oh nah. I'm gonna be there in a second, man. They was filming it on Venice Beach when I was out there. So I watched uh, some of the
3: options.
7: And like I said, I used to binge on those episodes. I would just watch them episode after episode and, and just visualize doing those techniques because You know that's where it's at. Like you said, working out ain't gonna cut it if you're not applying it. You know that's where you're gonna get your real strength.
3: Shout out to my brother Ty Levin.
7: You know I'm gonna show you some of this internal martial arts, strengthen your tendons and your grip and all of that. So even when you go back. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I got my wife teaching me that right now because you know she got um she got her certification in international yoga. She can teach yoga anywhere in the world, and uh, she teaches intuitive yoga which deals with strengthening ligaments and, and all that, because it's about stretching and alignment.
7: Right. Don't yeah, go nowhere. Yeah, Let yeah, me I'm working
1: on my grip line. strength using the bucket of sand.
7: Yeah. Let me open up Redline real quick. All oh, right? yeah.
1: Bring them in.
8: Peace. Bring them out. Bring them out. Peace to the gods. There you
1: go. What's Peace up, Peace to the Red? family.
8: Brother Red Pill and the build a report alive live and direct. Welcome to Notal Edge Radio. We are here in the building with the trifecta, KT, the arts degree, red and the blue. What you gonna do? Talk to me.
1: The trivium, baby. El rojo. I'm talking about. Yeah, el rojo, rojo, el azul.
8: There we go. What's good, Should KT? Can we get
7: into this episode since we got the uh, trifect in the building? You know what I'm saying? Can we open up the door and make way for the, uh, the master teacher? Oh, if he here, right. he's
1: here, I'm gone, yeah. son. If he's here, nah, I'm gone. Nah, don't go nowhere. Nah, don't go nowhere. We
8: need the arch to hold the pillars up, to bring there in the math go. teacher. Because this one right here, this episode tonight, this is one for the record books, family. You know what I mean? You were patient. We appreciate y'all for staying with us. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we, we're gonna we're gonna do you one favor tonight and give you something that you'll never forget and prepare you for the future as the good doctor has prepared us for the future and past lectures, previous uh, presentations and whatnot. So you're definitely in for a treat. Tonight's show is sponsored by kingscounty.bigcartel.com. Check out the latest wares for your wardrobe, your uniforms. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, shout out to my brother Turtle Gang. He gave me a phone call today. Some of the best news that I probably heard all year dealing with clothing, with the clothing line and some other stuff. So stay tuned, family. We have some very good news to share with y'all. But let's do this. Let's open up those gates.
7: Yeah, let me do this description. You know, I channel my inner Valentine. You know what I'm saying? Oh. I was, that, that, I was that, uh, that young student in the front row receiving all of those uh, dissertations the brother brought forth from those yellow pads. So I, I, I kind of like wrote this description from that same place. Yerke, let's do it. Join us tonight on KTL Radio as we welcome back Dr. Phil Valentine to the program. The world is embroiled in a multiplicity of conjoining controversies and seemingly unrelated activities, but there is a fine line that connects all matters. Tonight, Dr. Valentine will carefully traverse through the course of events and expose a wider, more expansive agenda that can be best summarized by the phrase, open season. Dr. Valentine will also be announcing that it is open season for his online academy, the University of Commission Sciences, offering courses in a multiplicity of topics. At a time like now, with the propaganda machine churning out manufactured event after event, and the Hegelian dialectic in full swing, it would be wise to possess a roadmap to navigate this playing field littered with proverbial landmines. Tune in tonight to hear some sound reasoning from one of the very first elders to sound the alarm decades ago about the multi-contextualized scenarios that have visited us in this present day paradigm that we call the now. So with no further ado, call her from the 646-220. Hey,
3: Tep
8: Peace oh, chap. Oh, chap. how you doing, family? All is well. You're doing better now, good brother. How you doing?
10: Yeah, it's been uh, been kind of uh, insane out there. Again, I'm getting a lot of calls. Uh, a lot of things have happened over the past couple of weeks. And um, I've been called again, once again, to step forward and just give my humble opinion on what's going on and to put right a few things that have been said about me and uh, certain situations that have come around and to also, you know, bring a positive light to the fact that we now have uh, some very good brothers and sisters who are now attending our university and they did not mind because, you know, I try to keep the anonymity and privacy of the brothers and sisters who are in the uh, mainframe and who are in the public eye. But, uh, of course, they've given me the permission, uh, some of them, to go forward and speak and say that uh, they are, uh, you know, they are people who are brothers' alumnus who come to the University of Commission Sciences. And, of course, you all know uh, Chingy as... Uh, come forward. Uh, Beautiful brother, uh, very intelligent. He was one. And uh, we had a good brother named JTG, who is a WWE uh, superstar professional out of Brooklyn. And uh, we have a good brother now who is one of the superstars in the NBA by the name of Ben Gordon uh, as one of our uh, our superstars. And uh, of course, we have musicians, uh, the musicians, uh, very well known, uh, who are uh, in our orbit, in the University of Chemistry Sciences orbit. Uh, so, I, you know, just to let everybody know that the work is going on, no matter what. And uh, for those who are my friends, and well as my uh, enemies, uh, we're going to put things on balance or bring a little maat to everything at this day and age, in this particular time.
7: Indeed. Indeed. That definitely was for your efforts. You know what I'm saying? Your good work is always going to be recognized. You're always going to magnetize and bring forth the best that are out there that are yearning for this information. And it's only going to get bigger. So please, Thanks. you know, continue to focus on... What it is that you do, and we all know what that is, because a tree is best known by the fruit that it bears. thanks. Yes, my brother. So here we are. I'd like to
10: say, yeah, I'd like to say here, yeah, just in case, um, there's been a lot of interference with my phone. So please be on the lookout for them uh, hitting my phone or something happening with the phone where we disconnect. Be on the lookout for my 646-220 um, yeah, when we get back you. in, okay?
7: I got it. Keep my eye on the studio. Yes, so as I mentioned in the description, there are a uh, plethora of scenarios that is competing for the attention, you know, of the people, of the populace. And Mm -hmm. although they seem like they are unrelated, we know and we were prepared by you a long time ago to look for the food line in all of these events and where they all connect.
8: Indeed, indeed.
7: So I don't know if you care to start from that particular point or if you want to address them each individually.
10: Well, let's uh, let's take whatever it is. Uh, I'll follow your lead and we'll take any uh, topic of distraction. Now we're going to see a topic of discussion, but we'll see a topic of distraction that those in the media and in the government's. Uh, want us to uh, pay our attention to, and well, what they feel right. is, uh, is necessary for us to maintain our visual, our, our, our vigil on.
7: I think one of the most um, profound and, and telling situations, you know, that is competing for people's attention at this particular time is ISIS. You know, and as we have rounded the corner to the 13th anniversary of 9-11, and, you know, we look at that statue in the harbor called the Statue of Liberty, we know that that is even an archetype for ISIS. So are they saying that they're going to war with liberty? How does one differentiate? So, you know, we found ourselves at another place 13 years later with another... Organization that was created by the government for uh, you know dubious amount of reasons, but now they have painted them like they're the boogeyman, and um, you know, indeed, you would take it from Indeed.
10: That. Yeah, indeed. Well, you have to know that first. Most people are not aware of what ISIS is. We know spiritually what ISIS is. It's a perversion of our uh, our uh, cosmic mother, who was asked set. And the ISIS essentially is a Greek uh, uh, perversion of that in their own language. And uh, in this case, the ISIS, I believe, means Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. Um, On the news, they also call it ISIL, I-S-I-L, which is the Islamic State of Iraq, and the Levant, the Levant being that area That is under a whole lot of uh, uh, tension right now, where they say the Levant is that archaeological area where supposedly, and I'll take this off the key or off the kilter for a while, where the uh, Neanderthal came to power, so to speak, and uh, from the east over by Asia and the fusing of Africa into, if you look at the, uh, the astral, the astral, the Uh, archaeological records, as the fusion of Africans and the Neanderthal was in that place they call the Levant. But in that area is supposedly there's a tension going on. Uh, The creation of ISIS was actually funded by uh, Saudi Arabia and uh, other, uh, Morocco and other uh, Islamic countries for the purpose of actually backdoing or getting into or blindsiding Syria. A lot of people are being distracted about this ISIS uh, being, you know, a new thing, getting ready to attack the United States. Well, the United States is is going at it seriously, just like they're getting help. Uh, The United States said that it's the uh, Muslim countries that are actually helping them and going after Syria, which is why Obama is going after Syria right now. And the reason for that is that uh, uh, Syria is essentially a kind of conduit, uh, an energy conduit to Europe. And um, they are trying to now, this whole war over there in Ukraine and and these areas are them vying for what is going to be a trillion uh, cubic square feet of uh, gas. And that's what this whole thing is about. I don't believe the hype about they're coming after freedom and they want the, you know, jihad and all this. This is all a game. It's all about money. It's all about the future of the next 50 years. And everybody is fighting because Syria has, just like um, Iran, they have this thing where they uh put together and announced a pipeline that is going to be pumping out something like... Uh, Four three to four billion cubic feet of natural gas per day, and that's supposed to be coming up in 2016. So everybody's bum rushing to try to take over the government over there for what they're about to do uh, to the United States as far as energy is concerned. So since the Saudi Arabia and these other people are all hooked in with that, they got this incestuous thing. Remember, they ain't no Islam, they ain't no Christianity, they ain't Judaism. The people who are on the top don't really give a flying rat's ass about the religion. They keep the cattle and the lower people, people who don't know no better. They keep them in that state of um, frenzy, religious frenzy,
3: religious for
10: them to be able, yes, to be able to to manipulate them to war, so that they can essentially have the riches of other people's land. What is war? War is to destroy another person's economy. <clears throat> excuse me, take it over undermine the dollar, buy it at cheap, and then raise the value again after you've stabilized the economy. So it's about subsuming someone's economy by taking whatever it is that that economy is based on. And in this case, where you're dealing with Syria and going after Iran, uh, the dude who was supposed to have... um, They were supposed to have made a deal with Syria about pumping that, that gas and giving that gas over to the United States but Syria made a deal with Russia, and so that's what this is about. They cut the deal and they went behind them and said, no, we ain't going to make the deal with you. That would have made Russia and Syria and um, uh, Iran, they would have been like the the the, the uh, natural gas um, monsters over there in the east. Right. And they ain't having that, see? But that's what this is all about. Don't let that – Turkey, all of them – they're all fighting for that next 25 years of energy that's going to make trillions of dollars.
7: Yeah. Wow. So the oil just, you know, that was a thing in the past.
8: Indeed.
10: Yeah. It was called the Islamic Pipeline. Um, back in the day, uh, well, back when they were actually putting it together. But um, this thing called the Islamic Pipeline um, that uh, they were, I mean, I forgot the name of the region they found it. I took it was uh, uh, Kilamun is where they found all of this. And they were, you know, getting ready to say to Europe, we have all the gas you need. You know, you could come to us, and they cut a deal, like I said, with, of coming to the United States, they cut a deal with Russia. And that's why you see the war going on in the Ukraine against Russia and why you get ready to see the United States with the backing of Saudi Arabia and Turkey to go into and take over Syria. And the next, well, next move after that is Iran.
3: Hmm.
7: Can you can you give a little bit more of a background story with the Ukraine? I don't think a lot of people understand the complexities that are involved with that. You know, who are the sides? You know, hearing about uh, uh, Nazis or neo-Nazis and things of that nature. I think a lot of people are confused as to what role exactly Russia plays in in that skirmish.
10: Well, that's that's all Rothschild. You have to know that the Ukraine is Rothschild. And Ukraine they just found a couple of hundred
0: million gallons
10: of oil that they themselves are acquiring. Hello. I'm I'm hearing a very loud noise coming through on my end.
7: Are you? I'm not sure it, one it
10: sounds like something it sounds like something scraping. Okay Yeah, it just sounds like something's in the flange And it's scraping But anyway, um, just to make this story short The the United States went in to destabilize the Ukraine Because Ukraine is a stepping stone It's a segue uh, into the borders of Russia And what they're trying to do is to destabilize that region And turn the people there who had had bad history with Russia To get them back on their side But ever since they... Uh, sided with Russia, in fact. See, Putin is like a superstar. He's like the Russian uh, John F. Kennedy. No matter how nefarious he is, he's a trillionaire, they don't care. He's been the one battling, you know, uh, against the Western forces. So what happened is the people of the Ukraine said, well, we ain't going to deal with the United States of America right now because essentially they have been, uh, been the ones that, you know, uh, came up against us. They're the ones who, uh, have been undermining us. They've been ripping us off. Russia had, had promised them to become autonomous and had promised them to be able to put their own leaders that they are favorable with or favorable to Russia in there. Well, instead of going with the West, that Ukraine, Ukraine went with, with Russia and that coalition. Remember they're also now coming under the BRICS, uh, Consortium, and that is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. There's a whole new economy getting ready to kick in very quietly that's going to subsume or at least give a challenge to the uh, the Federal Reserve oil dollar. The, the BRICS are going on uh, essentially gold and silver and, and, and the riches of the earth as the backing for their dollar. And um, so Ukraine is was actually set up. The counterinsurgency, just like the CIA, always wants to make sure that, uh, that a, a region is stabilized in favor of Western powers. So the CIA is the kind of pit bull to make sure that you know that your, your grapes are coming out of one country, that uh, in Ecuador your pineapples are coming out and nobody is messing with the pineapple production. The CIA goes in to make sure that governments are favorable to the Western interests, which is Rothschild's interests.
3: And so the
10: Ukraine now finding all this oil and being the segue between the pipelines that are going to be running through the Ukraine, running down from up in northern Russia, right down through the southern parts, into the southern parts through the Ukraine, they wanted to make sure that the United States wanted to make sure that they had a friendly government there. So what they did, they began to destabilize that country. They began uh, raising up so-called neo-Nazis. They needed factions to go in there. So they imported a lot of these people. A lot of the people that you see that are the dissidents, the so-called freedom fighters, these are people that are carted in. After they've paid off certain people to get them across the borders, they bring in these uh, private militaries that they fund, and they go into the modes of destabilization because they learn destabilization in camps, uh, by, uh, taught by the CIA and the government, and of course, uh, for the to preserve our way of life, and that is exploitation and the bottom line. They make sure that they have the most sophisticated sciences and the most money to throw at anyone. They can buy anyone off, or if you don't get bought off, you get killed off. So the, uh, Ukraine is to bring Russia into a state of war or to a place where um, that the destabilization of that part of the world uh, that wants to build up and wants to become a part of the Russian satellite uh, countries, uh, the United States ain't having that. So there, any place that you see destabilization where there are certain factions or terrorist groups and all that, just know that's the CIA. Indeed.
7: They've been quite busy all around the world because these scenarios are popping off in a lot of different regions simultaneously.
10: Mm-hmm. And You got to give it to them. You know, they got their plan down. You got Zbigniew Brzezinski and all of these people. They've been planning this for like the last 40 years, like the Ebola. Ebola was something they were working on for 40 years, you know, but they couldn't weaponize it. Uh, the only way they could was to actually try to incubate it in this white man that they brought over. They needed all different types of strain. Uh, but there's only one strain that actually has the lethality. But uh, Ebola is not stable. You could get somebody uh, who has Ebola and put him into an air-conditioned room, and Ebola would die.
3: Mm.
10: That's why now, you know what I mean, to, that's what, Yeah, yeah, I know.
8: <laughs> would it
7: permanently be eradicated, you know, or is it just going to be dormant for a minute? Is it possible to totally rid a person's body of Ebola once exposed to it?
10: Well, yeah, you can actually do that with um, 10 to 20 parts per million of colloidal, um, actually, nanosilver. nano would have done it. And you can, and, and again, remember, the Ebola itself, There, are different types of Ebola, and that's the thing that most of us have to become aware of. There are different strains of Ebola, and it's a pandemic that's a, not, a non-demic, you know, if you want to look at it this way. Um, you have to look at it this way, that um, they're trying to distraction. You have to remember that, What we have happening now is a financial meltdown that's due to be seen uh, by the time October going into the next spring. Uh, There's going to be a serious adjustment financially on the planet. So you're watching a lot of distractions. They tried to distract you um, with the uh, Ebola first, but then that died down, and then ISIS came up. And now ISIS was firing up and blah, blah, blah. And then when ISIS wasn't saying they didn't pay attention to ISIS, then Israel popped up and started bombing and getting everybody and started killing people. But then the world began to come at Israel with that. And then that shut down. Then they uh, brought Ebola back up into the sea. But again, you have to remember that there were different strains of, uh, of, um, of Ebola. There's something called the Mayinga meyinga uh, strain, which was named after a nurse who had caught it. And uh, in Africa at that time. And, um, it, that's the one that's supposed to be the most deadly at this time, and they said that it, it's the only one that can be aerosoled. And you have to remember that Ebola, they say, the way it was created, because Ebola has a patent, uh, the United States has a patent on one of the strains of Ebola, and the thing about it is, is that they took this strain that they found, and you notice they... They keep Africa in an underdeveloped state so that disease could be, uh, you know, grown like you would grow a mold or you would grow penicillin. They grow diseases in Africa. And what they do is they look at it to see what they need to do and then they weaponize it because any disease is nothing more than an expression. It's not something that's autonomous. Let me say this to you, family. Disease is not something autonomous from the body that is actually expressing it. A body expresses disease in order to show you what type of work is going on at the deepest levels. And a disease is actually an expression of health. So if you're looking for a weapon, you're going to go to the point where you're going to, you're going to examine that body and you're going to take that part of the body that has, uh, the, uh, has been afflicted at the point where it is doing it, it's expressing itself to rid itself of what that imbalance is, and you take that and you isolate it so that you can create those conditions in another body. In other words, create a weapon. Because, again, a disease essentially has a peak and then it levels off. A disease is only as virile or as, how can we say, as present and as active as the body wants it to be. If a body is healing... A disease is actually something that the body is initiating all actions to get rid of. After the body has done what it has done and it has either killed or eliminated what has been causing it, the stress, then the the body goes back to its state of balance. When you begin to tell me that somehow you can now uh, uh, isolate that and create those conditions in hundreds of people, that means you are creating a weapon and that disease is not what you want to get rid of. Disease is something that you're cultivating as a weapon. And this is what they have done. They have uh, created something that bypasses all of the markers that the body would recognize in order to defend itself. And in my school, in my classes, we're going to talk about the university. I spoke about this about five or ten years ago, and I those of you might remember it. I said that the next attack that they're going to try, the next vector for the attack will be through the mucous membrane. And that's exactly where the Ebola comes in to play. It is through the mucous membranes or to open cuts. So what they do is they go to the most depressed areas where your, defensive me- your, your defenses are down. The so-called immune system is already compromised by poverty, by eating and drinking filthy, polluted water, and not having the proper nutrition. Of course the body will be in a weakened state, and it's the perfect place as a testing ground for this kind of lethal uh, uh, manufactured artificial uh, uh, weapon, that bioweapon. So this is what we're looking at. We're looking at people with compromised health, exhausted, systemically exhausted, and of course you introduce something that causes the body to become ever more exhausted, and therefore because the body is systemically exhausted, it can't get rid of it and therefore it starts it goes into overdrive and then begins to bleed. The the cells are are hyper, into such a hyper state of of inflammation that they break inside and you bleed internally. No disease is supposed to do that. No disease kills the one afflicted with it if it's a natural thing. Like you have a cold, if you have a flu. No cold or flu is supposed to kill the person that has it because the body's intelligence is what's generating the action to get rid of whatever the material is that's creating that effect, that's creating that symptom, you see. So no disease is initiated by the body to kill it. The only reason that, that people are dying from it is because people are actually orchestrating their death with it.
3: Right.
7: It's weaponized.
10: It's weaponized. But you can fight back. You can start dealing with, like I said, juice plus. Everybody laughed. A couple of people laughed and say, oh, yeah, he's pushing the juice plus. Yes, I am. I have gone through at least three to four of these cold flu seasons, and I am, I, listen to me, I have not had a symptom. The reason why is because I'm overdosing on my juice plus. I'm staying calm. I'm dealing with the situation that, as far as the stresses are concerned, I'm not, you know, overreacting anymore because, again, that's what they want you to do. They want you to be on a fight-or-flight mode constantly. That's how you become systemically exhausted, you see. You get your silver, your uh, 10 to 20 parts per million of, of colloidal or what they call silver, because the colloidals may not even be, bad, be as, as good as the nanosilver that has the, the 10 to 20 parts. Even the 20 parts per million is even better. Okay, so you get your body right and you get health. Disease can't attack health. The only way it will do that is if you compromise yourself with eating all kinds of foods that are genetically engineered, drinking polluted water that has all kinds of fluoride and different types of heavy metal particles in there to undermine your defensive system. This is the way that you can see diseases, as well as, of course, what you're breathing from out of the sky,
7: Indeed. Indeed. Now, do you see a connection with, um, you know, the fact that a lot of people have been emotionally responding to the activity that has been taking place with our young sons getting gunned down in the street? And as a lot of people witnessed Ferguson um, almost immediately afterwards, these respiratory problems started popping off across the country with school children. Now, just like you mentioned, a person cannot be in a state of stress and at the same time have a, uh, you know, fortified immune system because the immune system shuts down. So, can you speak to that? Is that a uh, campaign as well that is being launched to put fear in the hearts of you know, melanated people in particular to make them more susceptible on this side, just like Mm -hmm. you were saying that Mm -hmm. Africa is a breeding ground for these diseases, you know, is this stress, is, is, is the trauma and everything that's being shown daily on the TV, dealing with the open season on our sons, you know, and our brothers, our fathers in some cases, you know, rest in peace to Eric Gardner, you know, how is that being played out in terms of In in, in your judgment We're looking
10: at Yes, we're looking at A staged um, I guess what you would call The Hegelian dialectic You're looking at staged um, How do I say it? uh, Presentations For want of a better word uh, To uh, Exemplify the powerlessness Of African peoples here In the diaspora We don't have a collective leadership that's even working behind the scenes. We only are in a reactive mode. We are constantly in reaction to. We, we have not dug in our heels and acted from a specific premise of power, one that would galvanize us collectively. I see that we have this day of absence or uh, going completely with black-owned businesses, which is admirable and something that is a start. I see it as uh, something that could be uh, a small match that has not yet uh, reached or touched or connected with the kindling that will make it into or allow it to combust into the kind of fire and passion for a purpose. I haven't seen that yet, but I feel that that is an admirable and very tactically uh, uh, practical start to begin galvanizing uh, peoples of color, African peoples of color, uh, and other peoples of color here in, in, in the wilderness of North Mexico. I, I would say that as all things start with a seed before it grows into the oak, that there should be a 24-hour seven-day, 30-day, month, 365 60, years that we doing this every day. It should not be just one day. We African peoples here have a kind of social, uh, psychosocial uh, ADD. It seems that we are so caught up in what's new, and we are so distracted by so many things, especially when you go to Facebook and you go to these different uh, social media. What they what they did it was genius. Um, In 1984, uh, it was the book that that outlined what our future could be, a possibility of what our future could be. And in that, the author said that the powers that be took everything away from us. It took our books, took our education, took our entertainment, took our freedom, took everything from us. But they found that that would not be practical in controlling the people because sooner or later a leader comes up from them and it will top of those who have taken everything from them. And even those who are in the ranks of, of, the, of the elite would defect at one point or another. So they said they couldn't afford to follow the blueprint that 1984 did. Fast forward or concurrent to that, another book came out by Aldous Huxley, or Brave New World. And in there the context was that everybody was super flooded, saturated, inundated, over over just completely overbearing with information. So that they did not know what to believe. So we just had so what they did was they said, Okay, let's open up the internet and put everything on the internet and everybody, whatever it is we got, we know who is who and we know how to communicate with who. Of course, that's beginning to backfire now. But with the inundation of information and the, in, and, and the sophistication of bringing news in real time from around the world, we have become so distracted by what other people are doing to keep us distracted. How fat is that one? How black is that one? How white is that one? How crazy is this one? What is this one doing? Blah, blah, blah. We're not focused on a central purpose, and that is to unify ourselves because we are so disunified in our minds, And it has been a brilliant tactic to keep us in that way. So now, how do I, remember what did I say? What did I say? And I know you've been there at the beginning. I said, when we stop paying attention to them, what is it that they start doing in order to get our attention?
6: Oh, yeah.
7: They start going crazy.
10: No, they start going shooting thing. our brothers and sisters in the, in the streets.
3: Yeah. yeah. I, I said this, it.
10: you know, 10 years ago. I said more than... If you don't look like you're paying attention to them and, you're, and, and they, want your, they want you to give them I the excuse you. to try their new weaponry and their new control tactics on you, they will shoot you, do all the most heinous things. They will beat you on camera. They will see what your levels of reaction are. How completely <laughs> brain-dead and numb you are to all yes. the violence, and I'm you've gonna, been numb by I'm violence. You've, those been numb. Forms. you've been inundated and numbed by violence because if you look at some of the kinds of things that they have in movies today, that people are looking at the horror flicks and the different types of every. I mean, there's some films out there that are just short of snuff films in the graphic uh, forms of violence that they do it. And that's what our children are going to see. That's yeah, what's going on. Our
3: people love it. Yeah.
10: Mm -hmm. and they have become saturated. So they have given us their mindset. They have given us the horror of their mindset, and they have numbed us. Fear numbs us. And so people like myself who have been saying this for the longest period of time, we get caught up in this soup, in this gumbo of brothers and sisters who are still saying the same thing, but we are not coming together. We have about 10 different factions of Moors, 10 different factions of Chemites. Everybody is is starting something different but not coming together to do anything. Because why? They have made it so that the financial part that keeps us all glued together has placed us in a situation of desperation. All of us now are scrambling just to take care of our family. We can't even make coalitions around monies the way they did with Marcus Garvey. We think Marcus Garvey became so powerful because the people were actually feeding that. The people were putting into that pot.
3: But Cointelpro,
10: yes, Cointelpro has become so sophisticated now that they can can clock your leaders from the
8: time they're in grammar school. Mm. It's
7: crazy. You know, and we spoke briefly about this on last night's show. Is there anything that you foresee that might act as that glue that's missing in terms of the unity, the togetherness? You know, what exactly has happened to us where we've become so unmagnetic?
10: Let's get out of the front, from the front of the cameras.
3: mm.
10: Let us get out why do you think I'm no I'm no longer really wanting to do any more lectures? Why do you think you haven't seen me I mean you used to see a lecture practically every month back in before nineteen before two thousand and one and two thousand and two, two thousand five. Three, four, five. Now it's become a thing. Everybody wants their fifteen minutes of fame. In fact they want an hour of fame.
3: Sure.
10: And the very fact that people the very fact that people can have their own YouTube, their own YouTube to bitch and moan. How are you going to bitch and moan? With, why aren't you coming together to, to in a coalition of, of, of a collective voice of bitch and moan and find a leader or get a collective leadership that when you cut one head off, the other one automatically takes their place? But, but because everybody can vent right now and everybody will sit down and listen to them in the comfort of their own home, who wants to go out? The only people that are really going out are the people that really care about their government and have still got the passion. That's why we don't see that here, because they don't show it to us. America is the most is about the dumbest viewing audience on the planet. We are imbeciles when it comes to political uh, knowledge and political uh, acuity and IQ. Around the world, millions... Millions, hundreds of millions of people are feeling controlling governments that, uh, especially like in Spain and in different parts of South America these people don't play they still coalesce, they're still together, we were doing the same things back in the day but now we found out that with Martin Luther King it was orchestrated that the Jews orchestrated that because they knew that the blacks had an economy that needed and they were part of an economy, in fact they did not want the black economy to be autonomous To the United States of America So if anybody was Responsible for the so called Civil rights movement It was the Jew who actually gave Martin Luther King His 15 minutes of fame That became you know The last 30 40 years Of fame it was them That put him on the camera In front of the camera
3: huh.
10: And then and then what happens? They paid off. The government said, you won't, we got, I'm going to give you your dream. I have a dream. He didn't write that. Most people don't know that this, everything has been orchestrated around us. They, the COINTELPRO has done an exceptional job. And the problem is we are too busy looking for people to get our problems solved for us. We're not willing to come together. And when we do, everybody thinks they know what to do. And they only follow the charismatic leader And that's what they wanted us to do To find the Messiah so that they can find it. I don't want to be nobody the Messiah All I want to do is to lay the information Out before you I'm past the age to get in front of the, 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 What do you call it I'm one who's supposed to give you counsel now But a lot of the brothers uh, Out there who, who have the power to go forward With this and take it They don't want counsel I see you and that's the only reason you hear me. Uh, I was only like three or four shows that I do. And there's a couple of them that I did and I'm not going to do anymore. But there's only three or four shows that I find has the kind of integrity that does that. And you're number one with that. You have the integrity. You built the integrity. And I'm proud of what you and your brother have been doing. Thanks. And that's why we need to do this constantly. We need to do this, but we need to do this off-grid. We need to coalition off-grid. We cannot put any of our plans in public. I already said that. I said it a thousand times. In fact, I had a huge argument up in New York when I tried to tell everybody that you do not put any kind of, 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 of coalition meeting between any of the factions on camera because it wouldn't work. It will not last. And it didn't. You
7: know and you were That's, met with opposition to that, um, to those words mm-hmm. of advice.
10: Oh yes, opposition. I told him that debating is foolhardy, and to be debating about nonsense, to be debating on what is, you know, here you are, you got yourself, you call yourself Islam, you call yourself uh, Hebrew Israelite, you call yourself this, you call yourself that. What the hell do you call? What do they call you? They call you nigger. Huh. So no matter what it is you call yourself, if you don't get yourself together and understand you have a common, and that you brothers are not the enemy, and that's that stratification mentality, and they're going to lose each time. Divide and conquer. That's how they've been winning. And that's how fools lose. Hmm. But again, like I said, we just have to wait because sometimes it takes a little while before things sink in, and that's why a lot of times I say things in the beginning uh, that sounds crazy. Uh, If I find something that's interesting, uh, that that I find out that there's something that they're saying that our brothers and sisters have not or do, do not know how to find that information, and I think it might be interesting for them, and I, I give them that information in my lectures so that they could follow that lead and learn how to dig, learn how to research, learn how to read, learn how to find the subtext and the, and the, and the, the treasures in the subtext of a, of a, of a subject uh, when you're reading it and when you're trying to understand and overstand what it means. And so when I begin to come up with all kinds of controversial things, you know, you um, know, I was in uh, just a little while back, I was in this controversy on uh, on Facebook uh, about uh, you know what I had said uh, in the Obama lecture, and you know, yes. everybody went went crazy, they went ape on that, and you know I really don't care. You know, I'm in they a, tried to have a, an one, open season. Yeah, yeah, but they, you know, like I said, I said to them. You know, the one that really got to me was really funny because they called me all kind of names. You know, the feminist went ape. Uh, you know, she attacked the sister. You know, good. He, you know, he got it coming to him. Dr. Valentine got kicked off his pedestal. And I got a lot of brothers and, and sisters <clears throat> who I thought were my friends, especially, and uh, they found that there was like an, an open opening for them to show who they really were. And that was good. Because that helped me a lot to see who it was you know that I needed at least to
8: fellowship with,
10: but uh, the one that really tickled me was that uh, that i that the fear of God was put into me. <laughs> I like to ask the family if ever over the last thirty seven years have they ever ever seen or heard of me at any time say or do anything out of fear
7: No. <laughs>
3: And so,
10: you know, and, but, you know, again, uh, I, I look at it that way and, and tell them that um, I'm, I'm no stranger to adversity. Uh, you know, I, 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 I wrote my retraction, and I don't believe that there was uh, she asked for an apology, but I did an apology because of who she was. I, I, I love that sister. I think that she was a frontline soldier like myself and uh, what she requested and what she asked. I wish it wasn't in the public. You know, it could have been done in private, but I would have said the same thing. Uh, but uh, I'm no stranger to adversity. Everybody thought that this would be something to topple me. I would lose all my credibility going back to the beginning. Uh, people who were there with me in the beginning, and I'm not, I don't wanna take up this space and time just ranting, but anybody who was there with me in the beginning from 1982 when I took on Christianity and came out in public and, and, and went toe-to-toe with the Christian minister to the time that I went toe-to-toe by myself, the only black man to actually call HIV AIDS a hoax. And and, and then the only two people came out after that and uh, who actually were opposing me in the public eye and came back, and two people, two men with integrity who actually said, you know, you were right. One was that dude, Brother uh, Kitty, out in the West Coast, and my good friend uh, and student, uh, Brother Curtis Cost, who wrote a book after that. And then, of course, the feminists. You see me, I stepped up and started telling you feminism was going to destroy the black family. It's going to, uh, you know, support homosexuality. And back in the early 90s, the sisters came at me, or at least the feminized ones came at me when I started talking about what it is it would do to women and to family. And I'm still here because everything that I've been saying has been verified. So, you know, I'm, I'm no stranger to adversity. And if, I, if there was a mistake made or I made an error in judgment in saying what I need to say, I'm the first one to say, I say so. I don't give a damn because I know that I do everything from integrity.
7: That's honorable because, you know, that's a lesson that needs to be taught. A lot of uh, young men that haven't been properly reared, they don't have that quality you know, what I'm saying to admit a quote-unquote mistake in public at that, you know, and, and do it with the uh, the level of integrity that you did. So we honor you for your example.
10: Okay. I really, remember, I'm going to really tell you the truth, family. I want to, I want to really go forward and speak about what we do, what we're doing positively for our brothers and sisters. We're doing the vaccination exemption packages. And, you know, I don't know if you're going to open up the lines for questions anytime, but um, we are still doing the vaccination exemption and we are enrolling brothers and sisters uh, for the, um, for for our next semester, which begins on October the 18th for metaphysical psychology one and October the 19th for naturopathy one. And, uh, well, I'm only going to be taking in about 15 students. I don't want to take too many people, students in. And if you're interested, if I may, I'd like to give the telephone number uh, 800-847-1291, 800-847-1291. If you're interested in either the vaccination exemption package, if you're interested in Juice Plus, if you're interested in our university, or if you're interested in our consultation. We have a various consultations relationship consultation, nutritional consultation, metaphysical consultation as well. So we, we're a multi-service organization, and we, yes. have many diff- we have many things that we offer our community for the last uh, nearly 40 years. So uh, a little adversity, we, you know, every now and then, kind of shakes itself, keeps you on your toes. Uh, but uh, don't think that, uh, you know, me uh, apologizing for anything is going to stop me from being straight up with the truth. I'm One thing I've never backed down from, and uh, will never do that. And uh, take your best shot, you know.
7: Can you give the, the web address to the uh, university
3: as well?
10: Indeed. Uh, U-K-S-N-O-W. That's the shortcut. UKS, as U as in United, K as in King, S as in Science, N-O-W dot O-R-G. And when you go up online and the homepage opens up, you can click courses and then scroll down to metaphysical psychology and read the synopsis there. If you wish to continue and say, um, register, uh, you can go back to the uh, homepage look to the left where it says enroll now, enroll now. And when you, when you open that uh, link, a page will open up. It's all black with white boxes. And you can fill out the registration form and submit it. Now, know that registration is not enrollment. You're not enrolled and you don't have your cyber seat until you have rendered your first month's tuition. Then your seat is held for you. So a lot of people are just registering and hoping at the last minute um, that, you know, or they're just registering and putting it in and it's kind of flooding it for our administrative staff and they're flooding in and they're not committing. They're not calling. And when we call them back, they're not calling back. So please don't go up online and fill out any forms that you're not going to be seriously considering to take part in as far as the service is concerned. And please, when you do call the 800 number, Speak clearly. (laughs) Brothers and sisters have this tendency to mumble, and it's the most frustrating thing because we want to get back to you, but the mumbling and, you know, the the speaking away or calling in crowds with noises in the background, please find a place where you will speak clearly as the instructions give you in the beginning, uh, in uh, in the voicemail, and say it clearly, your number, twice at least, please, so that we can get back to you.
3: Indeed.
7: Indeed, indeed. Uh, I also um, wanted to take the opportunity to touch, I don't know if you wanted to specifically speak about any of the incidents that have been taking place in regards to... um, You know, you spoke earlier about the campaigns that they will pull to gain people's attentions in regards to shooting down, you know, our children in the street. Was there anything specifically that you may have uh, recognized, you know, because you're one of the main people that told us to gather information for upwards of two or three weeks and then analyze it, then make an assessment based on all of the information that's on the table at that point. A lot of people were jumping out, and the story continuously seemed to change in regards to Mike Brown and Ferguson. Was there anything special that you might have noticed that people have been glossing over and haven't been able to touch upon that you might want to speak about?
3: Well,
10: most people are looking at this, again, they're not looking at the quiet militarization of your police. They're not looking at the quiet maneuvers that are going on. Uh, They're not looking at the militarization of our country. They're not taking the time to see that all the distractions that we're getting, that looks like it's different news. It's not different. So Mike Brown and ISIS, these are not different. They're all the same. They're all part of the same packaged maneuvers that the Pentagon marches out with. There is a social agenda tactical social agenda a tactical media agenda a tactical educational agenda there is a tactical entertainment agenda all of these are coming out of the excuse me coming out of the Pentagon and that political agenda that you're seeing right now overseas all of it again is to keep the American people from uh, from not feeling the brunt of the teeter- tottering of the economic system under which they have been uh, oppressed as well as the only economic system that the world has known for the last 75, 80 years. So, what, what is happening is that uh, we're looking at this in a way that uh, most people are not very uh, astute to see that everything that we're doing, everything that they're doing, has an agenda to keep us distracted from coming together. The power is with the people. The power is with the people, but if the people are too distracted, not only by fear,
0: but by their
10: own needs. In other words, if you if you take away jobs, if you cut uh, funding to certain uh, social programs, the people start feeling that in their stomachs. They feel it in their wallets, and they don't feel like coming together with anyone because unless somebody can help them, because they never had the chance or was never never built the coalition the social coalitions that would be able to deal with that? What kind of social coalitions do we have to deal with them shutting down our water like they did over there in, in Detroit? What kind of backup systems do we have in the event they shut down the hospital and everybody's talking about Ebola in New York, City up in Harlem? What, what resources do we have stored in secret places that nobody but us know, so that we could deal with our families and deal with us as a social structure. We don't there's have nothing, any plan.
7: There's nothing I mean, that ahead, we bro.
10: know that nobody
7: else knows at this point because of social networks, you know, mm-hmm.
10: Indeed. and because
7: of, uh, you know, smartphones and things of that nature. Uh, Indeed, so Indeed. That which dwindle. is why,
10: yes, it is necessary for us to learn what is the counter strategy to the, uh, the, I guess, uh, the media sizing of our life. In fact, social media and all the technologies that support it are keeping us from coming together because we are all in our own little world. That's why they wanted you to isolate. You watch our children playing with those iPads and with those things. They could be sitting amongst one another, five or six or eight or ten of them, and none of them are, are interfacing with one another unless they're playing a game. Back when I was coming up, the social thing was to talk, to, to fellowship. Even though we were gangbanging and, and, and fighting and playing ball together, there was a TV, yes, but there was, there, the social network was you talking to somebody. The social network was you going to a party, not to fight, but to have a good time. But we don't have that type of fellowship. That mindset is gone. They bred it out of children with the new technology. They've given them a whole world. Once they get in front of that computer screen, nothing else exists but the world there within. So as far as solutions to this, again, they have to be met off-grid, and they have to be done the way the Masons would do, the way the Illuminati would do. You don't know it until after they do it. But with our case, you know it before but, we do it. But, and I blame, I, I have to blame for Tywin Smiley. Tywin Smiley is the one who wanted all the leaders to get their 10 minutes or 15 minutes of fame, and everybody's yelling and screaming what black folks need, and ain't a goddamn thing done after that. Nothing. Nothing of, huh. nothing of substance or, or of lasting uh, value comes from it It just reinforces the little fife, The little fiefdom That each one of them come from Everybody got a little fiefdom A little kingdom A little a little, uh, little, <clears throat> a little gang of their own
7: Right The little self-contained dominions Can I ask you uh, Very briefly I'm getting a request from the audience it, Can you, the volume on your phone Go up just a little bit A bit
10: Hmm. Okay, let me see. Okay, how's this?
7: That sounds a little bit better to me. Hopefully okay, you know,
3: it's kind be, of
7: as well. Yeah, they um they came up with a new article, they dropped it yesterday, and this particular article was speaking about an impending new species. And um You know, they were saying that in about 20 or 30 years, the human being, as a quote-unquote species, is going to make a sudden shift. And
10: Well, we were talking about that in our transhumanism. We spoke about that uh, years ago. And it's in my book, The Wounded Womb. And that was 15 years ago. So this is this is yeah this is not new uh, transhumanism and let's get, let's get metaphysical at this point with all yes. of their studies with all of their studies in the deeper parts of the universe and the omniverse called the human body. The 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 more their technologies advance to 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 uh, micro, micronize or whatever of word the human body, the more they find that they don't know. So what happened is that... The smaller
7: they go, the more they find out they don't know.
10: Exactly. Well put. What has happened is the quintessential human has always proved to be something that is dynamic and constantly changing, constantly evolving to different states of awareness and consciousness, using the vehicle, the present vehicle that they occupy. And when I say human or man, I'm not speaking about just what we define ourselves as. I'm talking about whatever language is used on other planets, on other dimensions to define the same type of vehicle. Okay? Now, there was never a time that man was not Man is the expressed intention of the creator. Therefore, at the point where the creator expressed itself for the intention of knowing itself,
3: man was.
10: So you didn't come from a slug. You didn't come out of no uh, a frog or no ape. He did in his mind because there's no place to find. He cannot find where his origins are he looks into his DNA, he goes into the microbial parts of his own being and finds that they do not match with 99% of the people on the planet. And if they do, it's because he conquered and raped and pillaged and put his seed and his alele into everybody else, especially in the northern parts of Africa, not the southern. So you have a person who has looked into the glass darkly has been given the sciences that he's stolen because this European didn't come upon this knowledge himself. He traversed the world and took all the pieces he did in his Neanderthal state and began to sophisticate himself in, in direct relationship to the people he conquered and then kicked them out of the societies and the civilizations that they created and assumed their spot. He is like a parasite. You can't call him anything else because everything he claims to be, you can go further back and find that he had nothing to do with originating. And that's his conundrum. There is no origin to him, so therefore he has created a mythos around himself. He has created the Hyperborean mythos with the tall white people, blonde and blue eyes, who were the superior people on the planet. He has created his mythos in his television and in his movies with Thor and all the rest of these people where they're blonde and all the way out into outer space, into other dimensions. He has got nothing but white people all over his screen. He's constantly belaying or belaboring your mind with his presence and his image in your mind. And what people don't realize is he does not have a foundation in the real. He is fabricating a virtual reality to substantiate the lack of the reality of himself. And he has immersed himself with it and, in so doing, pulled us along with him. So much so that we have forgot our own essential roots in our metaphysical reality as human beings. So now he has come to a point where he believes that he comes from a slug that comes out of the ocean, that decided to grow legs, that decided to grow gills, that decided to grow feet, arms, birds, wings. And he now says that out of that particular progress of what he calls evolution, if you look at all the schematics of evolution, you see the ape and then him. You don't see black people. You just see apes evolving into him. Well, he's right. Because the Neanderthal, if you look at what the Neanderthal really was That was a different species from the white that they call Neanderthal The ones that they call the Neanderthals that were bred out or killed out Were killed out by him after he bred with them But That's another story that's going to come down the line later on So now here he is at the pinnacle of control He has everything he needs He runs the planet the way he sees fit Excuse the expression, fucking up everything he does to, the, to match the mindset that he's about. Because the world essentially is a reflection of the one who's running it. He now in his sciences have come to a threshold. He's at the door. He's into teleportation. He's into everything. But he's not into finding out who he is. He knows, he knows what he does. He's a doer. But he's not a being, He does not know what the essential state of human being is. We know what that is because we intrinsically represent that as a spiritual creature. So what does he do? He goes in and finds out that melanin, melanin is really what the God particle really is. He's looking for a God particle, something that started it all. He wants to find the crux of everything because he wants to find himself. Well, the reason why he can't know that and interface with it and know it as a real thing to become part of his being is because he lacks the interfacing material to that reality, and that is melanin. And so what does he do? To augment his recessive self, to augment his failings and his inability to organically interface with the all in all and one and one. He has to do it mechanically. So he creates things to augment that part of himself. He creates things that his mind should be able to do. He he makes the creator do he makes the computer do his work, more work and store more than his brain can at this particular time because he has not trained his brain to do what the computer does. He'll just leave that and apply that over to the computer. He does not understand how to encompass the spirit because that which is the trigger mechanism to give you access to the spirit is melanin. And he doesn't have it. Oh, yeah, he can actually grow some artificial ones now because he can inject himself and become black as, 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 a, as a Senegalese. But he still cannot engender the spirit that comes with it because there is a, and I said this at the, at the, um, the last lecture, There is the first race, the alpha race, and that's who you are. And that's who you are all over existence. And then there is a hybrid race, one that came as what I call the second order being that we teach in our university. The second order beings are the ones that parasite off of the light and off of the energies of the first order beings, who you are, brothers and sisters. So this creature, not knowing who he is, is using technology To try to bridge the gap That we bridge With melanin
9: Indeed
7: Indeed So I would gather that his conclusion In this article Is him speaking about Ultimately what that technology Is going to do To him And he is surmising from the relationship with technology that he will live longer, but he will be more unfulfilled because he will be spending a life almost antrified as is, is totally in a, in, a, in a virtual realm with the introduction coming forth with Oculus and virtual reality. They're saying, look, we're just going to birth people, feed them, and they're not going to go anywhere. So the chances of them dying are a lot less shorter. So they're going to, live to be, you know, maybe a hundred years. You know what I'm saying? They're just going to be on a computer all day or a virtual reality exploring all of the billions, if not trillions of options that we're about to give them. You know?
10: But again, you have to look at it this way. He'll become a slave to that technology that he thinks will free him. Whenever you hand over the duty of a specific process that you are supposed to develop within yourself to an artificial machine, then you have bestowed consciousness or the capability of, uh, of higher consciousness on that thing. And you have deficiently, you have made deficiency yourself. Because remember, whatever you end up trying to control ends up controlling you. Yes. So he does not understand the necessity of coming to a place of peace within himself because he cannot do that. His, his state of recessiveness keeps him in an agitated state. He has got an over-influx of, of epinephrine constantly leaching into his bloodstream, keeping him in a hyperactive state constantly, which is why he must always make war, which is why he must always drink constantly, like you see in the movies. Every time an opening scene happens, he's sucking down some part of alcohol or he's offering alcohol to somebody. The alcohol is his way of being able to uh, transmute what is known as ferrous iron into heme iron, heme iron meaning the hemoglobin iron, the iron necessary for him to transport oxygen to his cell. To do that, he needs the alcohol.
3: All right.
10: So his recessiveness, and if you read what Michael Bradley has to say, his recessiveness has become the way that the world reacts to nature now.
3: It is his
10: disconnect from nature and the behaviorism that go with that disconnection is how we now see nature. We pave it, we burn it, we destroy it haphazardly. We do not have an empathetic connection to it. That's him. We've adopted his view of the world.
9: Hmm.
7: And my question is, you know, how does one move forward, especially at a precarious time like this, when we see that there are children that are actually being born outright with these mindsets, rather than just adopting them, they're being born with them, they're being born with these operational Mm -hmm. systems. So how does mm-hmm. one reverse trend at a particular time like this when we also know that our children are being born with all of these, um, you know, uh, uh, technological, um, you know, they're 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 even more so led to go towards the computer and immerse themselves in the virtual world,
10: mm-hmm. you know. That's because yeah, for important. the minds
7: of the children at this time when there's uh, you know, like you said, and, and they're using events to gauge exactly where the people are at, you know what I'm saying, to take a litmus test to see what's what and who's who.
10: Well, the answer is easy but complicated. It's easy because all we have to do is stop taking uh, the, the advice or stop going along the party line and stop sending our children into these institutions of ignorance. Do Sounds not send easy. your children. It sound, that's what I'm saying. It sounds simple, but it's a bit complicated because today they have made us, conditioned us, to believe that we need babysitters because the mothers of our children, the ones who would be reinforcing the teaching, have to go to work to serve the plantation master in a whole new way. Yeah. See, the problem is our children, who is our future, You see what the future looks like nowadays. It's so estranged from reality, the way that children are allowed to talk to parents and the kind of sheepish way that parents react to children's belligerence today. Shit, I wish I could do that with my father around.
3: Hmm.
10: There's no way that you, if, if a child does not realize what that parent is giving to him or her and the parent does not give the kind of Uh, tutorial, day-to-day mentoring, friendship, leadership that molds a child. And if the state leaves that alone, and you know the state ain't going to leave you alone to raise your child the way you want to, giving the power to the child to sue the parents now, yeah. The state is about destroying families because they know families grow into communities, and communities become autonomous. And the last, the last thing they want is a so-called black or Moorish community coming together with all the resources that they have, especially since they are the talent. We have the talents that essentially have given jobs to tens of thousands of people around the planet. Millions of people work because black people do what they do, just in entertainment and in sports.
7: Right, Naturally.
10: Naturally. And just imagine now if we were allowed the same time, they know who we are, they know what we can do, and all of this bullshit uh, propaganda about how we're this, we're thugs, we're this, we don't know what to do, we're, we're you know, this, I mean, we're sagging, we're doing, this is all symptoms of a diseased mind because they've allowed our families to become destroyed. They have seeded. Poverty is a tactical weapon. They instituted where they need to keep, men and women depressed so that they do not create competition for their own children. Yes. So you know now what's necessary to be done is very easy. Keep your children home. Find a way for someone that you trust will teach that child what you want them to know to teach your child. And like I said, it's a very simple thing. If you get at least 10 to 25 parents together, and each one of them give $10 a week or $20 a week or even $25 a week to teach their child, $25 by 50 parents, you could pay the teachers that are sitting there at home looking for another job, probably slipping burgers. I was a teacher or I was a professor. What are you doing now? Well, I'm sweeping the streets and I'm cleaning up after. What? you got a brain thrust sitting around you, family, that all you have to do is organize the people, get their interest, get a place for them to, to, to be able to set up a school. They're doing it in Africa. Goddamn, they're doing it in the dirt in Africa. Yes. And we can't find a storefront? And all these storefronts that are, that ain't nobody doing nothing, especially when you're talking about up in um, in in, in, in uh, Detroit. They're saying, "Well, what's going on in Detroit?" I hear my brothers and sisters. And my heart just sinks every time that when they talk about what's going on in Detroit. I'll tell you what's going on in Detroit. And I told you this months ago, months ago, like years ago, that they're getting ready to change it back into a pastoral state, like they they like like Kansas. Is, is all that wheat and, and, and corn you see growing from, from miles and miles, and tens of thousands of miles. You see wheat. They're getting ready to do that up there. They're getting to rewild. They want to make sure that it's completely gentrified, and before you know it, they're going to be bulldozing whole communities. I'm talking miles of communities, and you're going to see ranches going up. At least that was the plan that I saw some like five or ten years ago. And I didn't even pay any attention to it. But now I understand. When I began to see all this, just this, this uh, abandonment of, of whole city, half a city, and no, no. no finances going in, tens of billions of dollars going into a military industrial complex, and you can't find a couple of billions to, 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 to build Detroit, one of the most pristine and prestigious st- uh, states in the United States at one time.
7: Cities, right.
10: I say to them, if they can, just to get that coalition, the people over there are very intrepid. They're brave and they're courageous. But a lot of them are dealing with pathological minds because they're feeling the pathology of poverty. And they're not thinking above their poverty. They're not thinking about getting out of it. They're thinking about how to manage it.
7: Right, survival.
10: Yes, and that's how they want it. But if you can bring your brothers and sisters together, wherever you are, they say if you want to act globally, start locally. And if you could do that, if, if you could take 100 a, a children out of a school, black children in the school, you, will put, you shut that school down. They're doing it now. They shut down 50 in Chicago. Okay? So they're already doing what we are telling you that you needed to do 10 years ago that te- you're being forced to do it now so it's time for you to start looking to one another because that's the only way it's gonna work
7: right you know I go out on a limb and say that you know certain aspects of school is obsolete you could teach your children coding you know you could teach your children different aspects of how to deal with um, the technological world and you know, they can make their their, their their finances, their fiat, that way at the age of twelve or thirteen. You know, that's the future. They're getting the well, they're degrees.
10: They're not they're not teaching our children to be employers. They're not teaching their children to be critical thinkers. I'm kidding. They don't want any enemies growing from the myth. They already know yes. who's going to jail. They already have set aside who's going to go to jail. They need a certain yes, amount, to they time. know, and they already got it set up. When Walmart wants to put up a Walmart, they go to the what? They go to the superintendent of that particular city, the school district, and they say, I got a Walmart coming up in the next 10 years. I need this curriculum to be put in the school because we want to create the children as service, as, uh, as, um, as Walmart, uh, you know, go first. And the curriculum will be structured for them to become uh, service people, people in the service industry. i got a hotel coming up. I'm going to be putting up a hotel. Where do they go? They go to the schools. They come and go and get your children. And they marginalize their thinking. They marginalize their dreams. They marginalize their behavior so that they become exactly what they need to deal with their new projects or whatever projects they want you to so they're managing your children for their benefit and what your children know.
3: Indeed.
7: Can you give me one second? I want to open up Red's line. His line dropped a while ago. Give me one second. Red, you back with us? Peace.
8: Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.
7: Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to need you to speak directly into your phone. Are you on a headphone or something?
8: Can you be me better now?
7: Yeah, a little bit better. you have anything okay. that you want to interject before we
8: go to the phone lines? Um, I mean, he basically covered it all, you know. I've been just absorbing and going in.
7: You've been doing your research on this technology, you know. Is there anything that you have yeah, to question to the, the family out there that wants to know in terms of, you know, what is the future of economy? What is the future of industry? You know, what is the future of autonomy? Why are these children going to school? Mm
10: -hmm. Well, school is indoctrination. It's not about education. We know that. Can you hear me? Yeah. It's gone beyond beyond education. It's not indoctrination.
8: Okay, this is my question to you, Doc. I've been studying arduously over the past, I would say year, the past 12 months, technology, okay, Um, code writing, app development. You know, I noticed that there was a boom taking place, and I noticed that, you know, there were... A lot of innovation taking place in the technology sector. Upon um, my further research, it came this, um, across my table that New York City was only second to Silicon Valley in terms of, you know, funding and other things. To the point where they uh, named it Silicon Alley, right? So, from an empowerment point of view, I began to sit back and say to myself, okay. One thing that I know in warfare, both economically, social, and other um, aspects is that you if, you, if you are immersed and if you are participating in technology or any field, if you're, if you're an active participant in it, and once again, when we do the research, we come up in the top three as the uh, top consumers, you know, and the top, um, you know, we are the ones they pitch to. You know what I mean? We're the ones that are buying up the phones. We're buying up the technology. We're the target audience. And for many of these uh, corporations and these, you know, different um, entities. So I was saying to myself, well, we need to learn this information. Like, it's not, you know, it's, it doesn't empower us not to know how to make an app. It doesn't empower us not to know the inner workings of technology. It doesn't empower us to not to know the um, aboriginal and indigenous, you know, uh, origins of technology, you know, dealing with fractals, dealing with the binary code. What is the binary code? Where does it come from? You know, things of that nature. So I just want to know from you, Being that I know that you study technology and you have a different, you know, um, outlook or rather you have a a different stance when it comes to our people immersing themselves in that field, you know, learning it or even teaching our babies the coding languages, which is projected to be the language of the future. I mean, it's taking place. They're building worlds. They're building realities with these languages, the HTML, the, you know, PHP of the world, the Ruby Rails and stuff like that. So what would you say to somebody, a parent or a young student who is like, you know what, I want to balance. I want to, I want to deal with some of my, because I'm in the future right, you know, they may, they may realize that they're living in the future right now. You know, you have such a thing called digital and analog. These babies are being born wired, hardwired to be digital. You know, it's a no-brainer. Like, two- and three-year-olds are operating hardware and devices, you know, and making breakthroughs that grandparents and other older people are having a real hard time doing. And then when you go on the Internet, you're seeing these young inventors and these individuals these, um, and these, starship, these star thieves, you know, uh tapping in, creating businesses, creating apps selling them for millions of dollars or creating um, technology that are helping, you know, being social entrepreneurs, creating technology that, that, uh, you know, that's helping people um, harness pure energy and things of that nature. So I know that all things technology is not nefarious or nihilistic innocent. So what is the advice that you would give, you know, um, people who want to get into that field to study it, to fortify themselves and to share it with the family?
10: That's a good question. Um, Our perspectives, the way we are looking to, and I I don't want to put this to, you know, I don't want to put the intrinsic to what what I'm going to do and say out in the public. I will speak on uh, a format and to just introduce and just put it out there for people to think about. Uh, What would happen and just first of all, before I even go into that, know that children whose parents uh, in their earlier ages were teaching them or learning DNA and learning through the DNA, remember everything that you learn, your DNA learns. Mm-hmm. And so once you begin to become proficient at something, your child, the DNA that you cast forward, will definitely follow through with that because, first of all, not only are they Uh, coursing with your blood and your consciousness, even though they have their own, they are red or at least a part of that developmental stage uh, that you have succeeded in mastering in yourself. Because again, the DNA can always be taught. Always be taught to be braided in a specific way. Always be taught to align its um, its its uh, its, uh, I guess there are certain spikes that end up on the on certain parts of the DNA that carry uh, that have uh, that entrain carrier waves of consciousness. So the DNA can can be cast forward so that that child comes to almost uh, you know miraculously follow what the parent does. You know nowadays it's happening at a more rapid pace, just the way uh, a baby a baby uh, deer or whatever it is knows how to get up and start running. Immediately, it's all in the genes. And so what I would do to people who really want to kind of level the playing field so that we do have a Maatian principle, that we don't get too so uh, absorbed in the doing and the manipulating of matter to do things that we in our own mind and brain should be able to do. We should be able to communicate across great distances, Uh, the same way that technology does. We have the same electromagnetic uh, capabilities within one cell of an atom, hydrogen. Your whole body is made of hydrogen, which is one of the most powerful and volatile uh, 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 materials uh, in existence. And we have the ability to presence. In other words, without any kind of concepts of space and time, we can presence ourselves any place in reality, in existence, but we have not yes. practiced on how to use that technology. We're too busy with all this visceral technology and becoming entrained by this thing. We are hypnotized. We Dr. are. Doctor Valentine. Uh, yes.
3: yes.
7: I want to uh, pause the conversation right there on that point, because so we need to go into our 11-11 meditation. And I think that that's a beautiful picture that you painted for the family so they can now utilize this moment to visualize and put no limits on it, family. We're going to be going into a very short meditation that you can at least start embarking on a place in your mind where you see no limits. Okay? We'll be back very shortly, and we'll continue from the point that we left off. Okay? Indeed. Indeed, family. So please, family, prepare yourselves for the 11-11 meditation. We have uh, roughly a minute, some seconds left. Find yourself in a uh, pitch black place, preferably pitch black feet flat to the floor, back straight, hands on the edge of the knee facing upwards, index fingers touching and thumbs touching, forming a pyramid, tip of the tongue touching the roof of the mouth, Pulling the air from your abdominals to the nose. Exhaling out of the mouth. All right. And we will be meditating to the sounds of Omani Padme Om. They would stand for dual in the lotus, perfect balance between the masculine and the feminine principle. And we shall be back shortly.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you.
7: Peace, peace to the family. Please, Dr. Valentine, are you back with us? Yes, indeed. Indeed. Brother Red? Yes, Brother Okay. Yes, can you please continue? We left off, Dr. Valentine.
10: Well, again, us projecting ourselves or to give ourselves uh, a future uh, is, you know. you know, is to try to put ourselves in the future that they want us to put ourselves in, based upon them mapping it and 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 you know gentrifying the territories of our imagination and making it so that we're, we're pursuing their dream because they've set a world in pace and motion that is a kind of hybrid to the world that was eventually what we were going to actually create here. Now, I remember, everything that Africans were doing was essentially subverted by the conquest, by conquest. And so airplanes, the ships, the whole nine yards, you see that they are now using, the sciences they're now using, were actually in developmental stages when they came upon. This, this uh, European did not come upon just savages like they want you to believe. Uh, if you look at the, the, the records, they'll tell you that there were cities, sprawling cities, clean cities, aquifers, uh, islands, uh, man-made islands that were just where the food was grown. They um, yes. talk about the vermana, the vermana, which were actually airplanes that the ancient Davidians flew. There's there's nothing that he came along and perfected that was not actually in line for perfection by our people before conquest. So what I'm saying is that if we can take our children, and I'm just throwing it out there, and if we could first take our children in the first seven years, in the first seven years of their life, and not expose them to anything having to do with the technologies that they are being bombarded with at a very early age, to get them into the hypnotic state that they're in right now where that's all there is. If they hear a certain refrain, something, their minds are already trained or entrained to react to that stimulus. If we can get our children away from that for seven years, first seven years of their lives, raise them the way the Amish raised their own children, in the in the fields, living things, understanding how to grow, how to build houses, how to grow food, how to be interfaced with animals, how to, how to be with each other, how to, uh, how to be ordered, how to become, to understand and understand what is a human without all the artifacts that other humans who essentially want to enslave us to their paradigm want them to become conditioned to become. These children who are proficient in technologies, proficient in the things that actually uh, support the oppressive system that's in place, that, that's You know, that sounds good, and it's going to give them the money and the prosperity, but it's still going to keep us disparate. It's going to keep us uh, constantly looking to, to perfect ourselves, to get jobs for people, to be able to reinforce the same system even greater. If there is not a system in place that is going to bring us back to our humanity as we move forward, then it doesn't really make any sense. Because if the system that is moving us forward and giving us the pretense that we are advancing is taking away that humanity, is constantly with every generation subsuming our empathy towards ourselves, no, no. Then we are headed towards an eventual uh, place where you've seen scenarios where the robots say, well, we had to kill you off and take over to save your asses. Because everything you did was destructive You told us, you created us In order to make you better Well then now you are such a fool You're so stupid, you've made us perfect We're going to have to destroy you The same way that man In, the, in, the, uh, in certain uh, Mythos, man destroyed God after God Created man and, and then took over its job Of creating So if you understood what I'm saying Is that The more we grow towards a technological efficiency, the less we become proficient at being human beings. People who are in the business of controlling you and knowing how to use the technologies to control you will always extol technology as the greatest thing that man could ever have created. But the greatest thing that man could ever have created is what comes directly from his loins, from uh, from the woman's body, That's the greatest thing that ever could be created, and that is a human being. No other entity will be able to create what it is that we have the ability to create. We are the future technology, but they want you to believe that the virtual technology is the future. So, of course, they're going to give you all the the pyrotechnics and all the, the looks and all the, oh, that's fascinating. Oh, we're teleporting. Our ancestors could leave their bodies and go to visit their 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 cousins on Sirius B. We can do that, but we do not take the time to become proficient in the latent greatness, the latent God that sits awaiting to be resurrected within us, not in some machine that we're going to cast our reality into and make them great while we become more vegetated and more dependent upon them. So the first thing I would do is to raise that child from the age of the time it's incubating in that baby, uh, in, the, in the mother, uh, in the baby's in the mother's belly, I will I would condition that child to be a human to look at itself as the as the as the quest towards greatness, not to what you do, but who you are, your beingness, and for the first seven years, not have that child. Exposed to any goddamn technology and they say well the child will stop learning after seven and it becomes more difficult Oh shit, that's nonsense a child is Incredibly intelligent. you saw you see the children are taking milk boxes and sticking it together in a spool of thread and picking a little bit of copper wire and Making a, a perpetual energy machine in Africa out of little scraps, imagine what we could do with our minds if we could do that with the little things that we have around us. I'm saying that the human being is not being developed at the same pace and with the same kind of care and attention as they are the technologies.
7: Indeed. I agree wholeheartedly. So, again, we are speaking of the need and the necessity to form our own community off-grid. Because that's yeah. the only way I could foresee something like that taking place. And I spoke on it, you know, if we were to get somewhere that was not exposed to the, quote-unquote, outside world, the craziness of the outside world, your mm-hmm. child only knows what you expose them to.
10: Mm-hmm. And then, and, slowly, and for some
7: people that's, slowly. You know, that's about the only option left at this point. Mm-hmm. If you want to, quote-unquote, save humanity, you know, the Mauls talk about uplifting humanity, you know, to a degree, you know, when, when you're trying to uplift 99.9%, it's going to become too heavy. You're going to have to maybe start all over again.
10: There
7: it is. Hey, you it. You. You, isolate yourself, just what's needed and what's necessary, and you got to start raising these babies all over again. You know, an environment that's going to be conducive to them becoming superhuman.
10: And, and the slowly. And slowly.
7: of themselves, yes.
10: And slowly but surely. Yes, it slowly but surely introduce them to what the other world is. Make them proficient at creating computers, yes. But first, make them proficient at being human beings. Give them the understanding and empathy. Remember I told you the story about the mamas? Over there in Sierra, the Sierra Madres, up in the mountains, are ancient people that live where they create what is called a mama, and that baby is, stays within a cave for nine years. After, ni- after birth, for nine years, that baby stays in a cave and doesn't know a damn thing about the world. After its ninth birthday, it comes out. He comes out. And then all the stories that the shamans have told him about the world, he can only imagine in his mind. He only sees what it is that he is being told. And through psychic awareness between he and the priest who he talks to, he gets the sunshine from, of course, the, the, the light that comes in from the top of the cave. He does not see the world, which is, must be torturous because, of course, that's what it is that a mama is. He has to know what that particular type of isolation is. He goes nine months in the womb and then nine years in the womb of the earth mother. When he emerges... He hears the story about the ant people. He hears the story about the, the, the monkey people. He hears the story about these people, and he knows that he is the caretaker. <clears throat> and then now the, the she, she, she knows she's the caretaker. So they know that they're caretakers and that these entities that they're looking at ha, are their own forms of people. And they have a whole other perspective. I'm not saying for us to be drastic like that. I'm saying that there are ways that we can become more sensitized the earth like our ancestors were and the magic of the earth will then begin to speak to us and we will know because she will speak back to us and give us the secrets. That's the whole story around ISIS about the veil of ISIS. It's about the fact that we have disengaged ourselves from Earth Mother and she no longer whispers to us her secrets.
7: Right. Yes, I definitely love the way you tied that up. No pun intended. Um, Mm -hmm. Before we continue and we get into uh, our callers for the evening, I do want to ask you a question that I'm sure you may have been asked over the past week. Uh, um, I just want to get directly to it because we're talking about society. We're talking about conditioning. We're talking about the relationship of the melanated man and the woman. What were your thoughts on What you saw released this past Monday on the full moon dealing with the uh, the brother from the Baltimore Ravens um, in the elevator with his wife, Ray Rice.
10: I didn't see what happened. I know that whatever it is that drove him to that had to have been something that was seriously in him because, you see, we would have asked the same question of a woman who seems to have gone berserk. We wouldn't have said, oh, look at her, how crazy and brutal she is. She's sick. She's crazy. The first thing an intelligent person would want to know is why. And, of course, because she's a woman, she would have been given that benefit of the doubt. There's something else going on. What's wrong with you? Let's talk to her. And there are these women's organizations that are out there for that. In my book, The Wounded Womb, I speak about the dozens of organizations for women who have Uh, you know, all kinds of psychological issues, especially with depression. Um, Depression being at one time the number one disease suffered by women in the Western world. In fact, it is still number one. Uh, But again, what we do see is that the women are given the benefit of the doubt whenever violence takes place. She essentially gets away with that that part of it. In fact, in my book, I show that there are court records that say... I'm sorry? Hello? No. Somebody said something. I, I thought somebody was saying something. But in the court records, they were speaking about uh, defenses, women who had been uh, cited for domestic abuse, um, that um, in the court records, that they actually used excuse of menstruation. They used excuse uh, that um, he didn't pay attention to me enough. And these are the types of things that, were actually put up as legal and lawful defenses towards their violent acts. But now let's take it to the other side. And again, I'm not condoning anything, so sisters, don't go on the attack. Don't start thinking with your emotional mind. I'm talking about what logistically is happening and the perception that the male, because we are the leaders, and you all, the fact that you all put the responsibility on us for our action means that you still, in some kind of subtextual way, know that we are the leaders. We are naturally the leaders in the families and in the society. So the very fact that we are the ones to be blamed about anything that we do and we are held to a higher accountability, it means that we are the leaders. But you'll never let us know that. So I don't excuse anything that this man did, but I want to know what his motivations were. Was he like that? Is he always like that? And if he has been, then what is it that made him that way? Instead of us now acting the way the feminists want us to, and I think it's one of the most bullshit legislation to actually have a penalty in the NFL that you could be fined and suspended, and whatever it is, if you're dealing with domestic violence. Now this is the sick part of it, and I'm not condoning domestic violence by anyone, but I'm saying this: the perception of men uh, of, of all kinds. Of of domestic violence Anytime you see those two words put together The immediate perception Is put in your mind by feminism That it's a man But a Justice Department report That came out in 1998 And all the way through 2004 or 2005 Stated that domestic violence In the United States of America From a woman to a man Or by women is virtually at par with those instituted by men. And get this, the only reason that it is not at par is because men don't report it. Now, this is a Justice Department report. You go look it up. Now, the thing, the problem is that the perception of domestic violence and violence of all kinds has always fallen on the man. So I say, okay let it fall on me, it's my responsibility, but then you give me the props. If you want me to hold that as a responsibility, then I take the blame for getting you to hit me as a woman hitting a man, then, okay, I'll take that blame. But if you want to be equal to me, okay, and you instigate it, because, again, in my book I speak about something that they don't talk about, and that is what are the mitigating circumstances that lead up to domestic violence where the man becomes violent? This is not something he's born with. This is not who he is. There's something that triggers this man to become violent. Is this something he saw his father do to his mother? Is there certain things that are in there? In, in domestic violence for women, she goes to an out clinic. In domestic violence for men, he has to find his refuge in jail. Because for, for men with domestic violence, his uh, particular out clinic is in the jail it's not outside where the woman uh, is not in jail she's not in jail she's in an outpatient or in a, as an outpatient she comes and visits the doctor and she gets to keep the child in domestic violence it's assumed that because the man is violent that he's violent to his children as well so his children and his wife is taken from it but in domestic violence when it comes with the woman being against the man she gets to keep the child anyway so there's a certain disparity when we start talking about domestic violence. I get really, really pissed when it's only the black male being shown this particular part. We only see the black male playing that because, of course, white people got more money to keep themselves out of the media at certain lengths. Of course, it, you know it's always good news to know that a white man is beating up on his white woman, but then, of course, that don't stay there. They don't rub it in. You've got pictures of, of people, these, these white people, killing animals, brutalizing them, beating them down, killing them, and then smiling over this, uh, these majestic animals. Yet still Michael Vick, a black man, he goes he's to saying, jail. he came back and he to nothing. Comes... Yeah, he goes back, he goes to jail, and he comes out, and he's the poster boy for cruelty to all animals. So whatever is going on there, that's a distraction. It's a feminist distraction. And I think that it was the worst thing they could have done now that women, they're going to give more women to power to, over the money of the black man. Watch this now. Watch very carefully. Because black men in, in professional sports, especially when you start dealing with coalitions, you start dealing with people who have monies that could actually move and shake if they come together. So what do you do to make sure you gain even more control over the black man's money? You make sure that if he is caught with any kind of domestic violence that he can be suspended or she can actually charge him, do divorce, and get half his money. Watch what's going on. If she instigates, now this is, this is a serious thing now, if she instigates or she don't like what he's doing, she's even got more control over his money now. Because if she instigates the, the domestic violence, he ain't got nothing to do. He can't say anything about it. And I believe that the law now is that if there's domestic violence going on, even though the, the, the man who is uh, cited for domestic violence, that it is not proven that it was him that started it, he's still suspended. So you all think about that before you get all happy about what it is and start blaming the brother because he went Ain't Nobody condoning him beating on his sister like that. That's punk. You don't beat up on a sister and drag her around like that. That's frustration. What you were watching was was crazy frustration and and depression. Whatever it was that was going on in his mind, you don't trigger that by messing with a man, especially a man that plays
4: football.
7: But like somebody pointed out in the chat room, there wasn't no equal outcry when we saw the video of the officer beating that melanated woman on the side of the highway in California. Still hasn't been charged. I don't even think that they even know his name at this point. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So mm-hmm. why, why? Where is the feminist for that? Where is the outcry no, for that?
9: Where is him black getting woman, banned and
7: his and his his pistol being taken and things of that nature? You know, mm-hmm. what's the difference that's, between them?
10: That's because the black woman does not know that she is being used as part of the image-destroying mechanism for the black male who is the leader and is supposed to be uh, the one that is... is, See, again, we're the one that has the responsibility of changing our paradigm as men. We're supposed to be supported by our sisters, but it is up to us to change it. So what you must do is to slowly but surely erode that perception of power by by, uh, building a sense of distrust in the black male. So what you look at, so every chance they get, they're gonna build up. You have gotta remember now, statistically, and this is statistically, the, 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 the um, Journal of Psychiatric Medicine, uh, the Justice Department, statistically, there are only like 0.8% of the population of men are violent. Now, now just think about that. With them, Blowing this shit up to the point where it seems that all men are indicted and all football players were indicted and that every black man that has a dick should be distrusted. Anytime you see that, that that the the man that is the man that is the violent man is only 0.8%, even if it goes up to 1% of the population, it's still 1% of the population, but they blow it up to look like 100% of the population. And we fall for it. So don't get hyped up on that domestic violence bullshit. They will keep that in the news because I'm going to tell you this, sisters, all of our men, the 98% of our men, 98% to 99% of our men are not like that. And if you don't believe that, then we don't need to be with you. You don't need to be with us. You can go ahead and deal with somebody else. Go deal with white folks. Go deal with white men. And that's exactly what they want you to do. But if you believe this hype about domestic violence being the man's fault all the time and that you are the constant victim, the way feminism wants you to believe that shit, then you are falling right into the trap. You've taken the bait, and you've got you blind climbing the finger.
7: Indeed. And on that note, with your permission... Can I take it to the phone line?
8: By all means, beloved.
7: D let me give you your obligatory. (laughs) Uh, I've been waiting for a moment. I didn't want to cut in and and startle your conversation, but uh yeah, those were long overdue. Let me go to caller from the two one six caller from the two one six four eight two. 216 caller 482 caller Peace Peace Greetings Peace
3: It is this
11: brother Davis Bay Welcome to know the Letter, brother Peace Peace I have a question
7: Yes please feel free
11: I, uh, I've been witnessing for years European officers killing young men, young Asiatic men, melanated men uh, of different ages. And then most of these men are unarmed and not really doing anything. But it's justified by the uh, courts or their other superiors. And now, I want to know is when a European officer goes to, goes to the academy for training to be a, a, a peace officer and, a, and a, a melanated officer goes to training to be a peace officer and they both get the same training. Why isn't it the uh, melanated officer is not shooting and killing European sons and daughters and, 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 and asking for... Uh, 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 being justified, but the European officer is always killing somebody, a, a melanated person, and it's justified. What type of training? Are they getting the same training or are they getting different training?
10: Well, that's a good question, brother. They're getting the same training because 90, 90% of them came from the military or have had military service, so they're all indoctrinated especially those that they put into our communities. Some of them don't even belong in the United States. Um, these people come over battle-worn and battle weary They come directly from a command where they were actually killing brown people, period, into a place where, and, and those who come back, they come back complete. You've got to remember there's 55% suicides going on over there in the Middle East. They're not telling you that our soldiers are killing themselves over there because they don't want to deal with that, what's going on over there anymore. And they got these kinds of, uh, uh, they, they got these uh, uh, types of drugs. They almost, I don't know if you ever saw this movie called Jacob's Ladder back in no. the day. No, yeah. yeah,
7: psychotropics, check, yeah.
9: Yeah,
10: check it out. These psychotropics will get you killing one another and killing yourself. What I'm saying is watch the training techniques, You've got to remember, too, the mentality of the black man who wants to join the police force today. He ain't joining the police force in order to do anything uh, of, uh, to change the community. He's, he wants a job. And to keep his job, he's got to fall in line, and that is the blue line. So what happens is he either does or shuts up, or he gets accidentally shot. Or, and we're, we're in a black community, and a black man gets blamed for killing them, but he was killed by a white cop. Or white, or somebody that was set up, set him up. So you got to look at the fact that the army, the army that's out there, and the fact that they're militarizing us. Uh, I mean, militarizing that uh, the police force and incorporating people from overseas. They have exchange officers who come over here, and the ones that they have wearing the the masks. My son was in New York City one day when they were dealing with this alert. Uh, they had a, 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 what do you call that, a, a, a renewables going on in New York City. And he went to talk to one of them, and he heard them speaking in another language to each other. Mm-hmm. So they're not, they're not even our people. So I'm not sure what, you look, what we're looking at, but these officers are military trained, and half of them sometimes are in there when they put on a uniform. They don't even belong to the precinct that they're in. They just put there in order to
4: instigate something.
11: Okay, okay, just like down at Ferguson, when they had when they caught two officers. Uh, yes, uh, now you understand. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But hey, now here's here's another question on the same thing. With them coming out saying that the officers need the officers need uh, better training or more training. That's can that can can that some kind of way be used by? Uh, melanated uh, attorneys to attack uh, that uh, a statement by the officer needs better training because both uh, officers, the European and uh, Asiatic, I mean, uh, Melanated officers is getting the same training. How come one is doing one thing and the other one is not, but is upholding the law better than the other one and ain't fear for his life all the time because he somebody got in the face or, 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 or thought he had a gun and feared for his life I mean that, That's rhetorical that
10: brother Yeah that's rhetorical brother Here's what I'm saying to you You can't train anyone to not be racist that's I know you I see? know What you got to do is See what it is is The training is going to be how to hide your racism And how to conduct yourself in your racist ass mentality So that you don't look racist while you're doing your job and you don't look racist while you locking this man up, you see. So you have yeah. to understand that you cannot train. That's that's the bullshit heights that that the that a, that a, that a commanding officer will tell you. Well, we're going to have to retrain. You don't have to retrain these people. They have died in the world racist. They hate, and there's no way for you to get that out of them now that you've done it.
11: That's what I was, it's a hate crime because
10: mm-hmm.
11: yeah. it's overkill. And, and that overkill only shows
10: the level
11: of hatred in that person.
10: Well, Obama administration uh, did not let you know when they're trying to take your guns from you as a population.
11: Uh-huh. They're not telling
10: you that the number one group that kills right. people at right. is, right. is police. The, the, the most gun violence that is done by anybody is done by the police. Yeah mm-hmm. yeah,
11: and, and the reason why they're taking the guns From the people's Mainly in the melanated neighborhood Is to disarm And disfuse The uh, power coming back At them when they want to come up in the neighborhood
3: mm-hmm.
10: They know You
11: know? They know So so they get the guns out They ain't got so much firepower coming at them
10: When they want and to come up You know what happens and when the firepower comes at them, you see all the pump come out of them. Yeah, yeah. The only all reason right. why I'm you fire thank you
7: for the callers.
10: The only reason, yeah. The only reason you fire an unarmed young, young man is because you fear him. And we and we have not that's learned that. how to use that fear to come back at them. That's what I'm saying. I said it before and I said it again. The the white man's nightmare is a black man, a six foot two inch black man in dreads with an M16
11: uh-huh hey can i say this
10: before uh, before i get off
11: racism is a uh clever or new word cover word for white supremacy before the coming of the european there was no racism he brought racism uh, with his white supremacy and it's the same both of them the same thing well, yes. and thank you brother for letting me speak you're
10: welcome
7: thank you brother. Thank you, brother, again. Peace. All right, all right. Let's go to caller from the two oh two six three zero. Caller from the two oh two. Welcome to KTL. Peace.
0: Peace. Peace.
2: Peace. How's everybody doing?
10: Well, guys. All is well and yourself.
2: Blessings. Blessings. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to first call in and and say to Dr. Valentine, thank you so much for your presence, for your teachings, for your um, dedication to the people. Um, You know, it has not gone unnoticed. And, uh, you know, many of us out here, we pray for you every day uh, that you can continue the good work and, uh, and, and keep doing what you're doing. So, just some, some celestial spiritual, uh, encouragement there.
10: Oh, give
2: that me. Um, um, I wanted to ask you, one of the things, uh, because I, I, I really
3: vibe,
2: <clears throat> um, really vibe with your, um, opinions on technology. Um, I will say this, that I, I belong to, you know, I belong to several orders, um, um. And many of them are under the, the the responsibility, I guess, of white folks, so to speak. And um, uh, a lot of what they're doing isn't necessarily driven by technology. And some of these people are very wealthy. They run the world. And, of course, they have all of our sciences. The sciences that they're teaching themselves through these, uh, through these orders are how to visualize You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? It's not about um, how to take advantage of the technology or how to do anything other than basic, yeah, just to visualize. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I wanted to get your take. I think you kind of hinted at that, um, at our inability to sort of like see outside of the box because we're so focused on trying to take advantage of the opportunities that the box is presenting. And, we need to create a new box, in other words, or a triangle or uh, a yeah. deck of, you know, something.
10: So, okay, Deca run, yes. We need to open right. the box and leave it open. You see, that's the thing. That's create another box. The problem mm-hmm. is box, boxes are creating to do to just create another threshold that you'd have to breach. Now, of course,
3: mm-hmm.
10: pressure is what creates the diamond. And it doesn't mean that we are not becoming the diamond, but you hit it on the mark they are now seeing that their technology, or at least some of them, are seeing that their technology does not fulfill them. It bores them after a while, in fact. And the technology is such that since it is actually
0: generated
10: or actually instigated by commerce and an imperialistic state of mind, they are caught up in a kind of hypnotic state of activity. And this hypnotic state is called progress. And it is because of this um, very uh, uh, serial thing, this, this thing that does not have a tangible uh, presence for us to examine. This thing called progress is driving the European because he does not know who he is in his present state. He is always looking for a future. He doesn't even know that everything is in the now. He does have an idea of it because his scientists and his thinkers are finally coming to that knowledge because Where do they get it? They go back to the east, and they find that out. They go back into understanding what contemplation is. But you see, what is happening is it's just like the tide. There's a high tide and a low tide. At this point right now, we are in the low tide. and The low tide is the kind of uh, revelations of all the things that are happening. When it's low tide, if you, like me, grew up in the West Indies, you, you see low tide is where everything is laid out on the beach before you that's washed up on shore.
8: When high tide
10: comes, it comes in and covers everything up, and we are getting ready for high tide soon because all of this crap that has been washed up from before is getting ready to be taken out again. And what is happening is that uh, people like yourself are being invested in that. You, I'm getting more and more brothers and sisters in my university, technologically-based educational foundation, and what they're missing is that other side of themselves that they have not been allowed to investigate and explore. And Mm -hmm. until they know what that part is, see, that's the technology that's missing from the human, the knowledge of the technology itself, the technology of thought. What is thought? Who you are. Not who you are only but what you are, because who you are is a personalized thing. What you are is impersonal. That's everything. So when Mm -hmm. you understand and you know what it is that you are and who you are becoming based upon the lack of knowing what you are, then you have this lost sense. You, You get wrapped up in the doing, which is why we're so fascinated with technology and the little things that it can do to make us seem like we're advancing. But we're not. We're digressing as humans, advancing as technologically addicted entities, but we are digressing as humans.
2: True that. True that. And I, I was also going to say, too, I agree totally with that. I was I was going to say that in my line of work, I'm in real estate. So um, many of the people that I deal with or interface with, you know, they they're not technologically advanced at all. The emphasis that they have is – I mean, and, and of so the business that they're participating in are, are big-time businesses, but their emphasis is more on controlling the people who are kind of, like, immersed in that particular paradigm. And, and when I say controlling, but not controlling as much as, you know, just kind of like I'm going to add this person to my organization because they can help me to get what I want. Yes. Where the other person is sort of, like, infatuated and sort of ensconced in that box of, you know, I'm so good at, you know typing i can type such and such a um number of uh words or i can i can you know build an app or something whatever um, i got a, i have a gentleman who um i mean they're talking about scrap metal you know buying islands and and 650 million acres and, and things of that nature and and they don't have you in order to do that your mindset and the way you look at the world has to be entirely different than being able to code or being able to type, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm So, um,
10: you're in the, you're in the zone now that I'm not going to be mm -hmm. at liberty to speak to you about, but you're in the zone. You, you are Mm -hmm. where it is
0: that you are,
10: you are kind of treading around the outside, the outskirts of what it is that we see. And, uh, Um, we know that there is a vision that is slowly condensing into a tangible reality. And it's one that the entire planet is actually nurturing into being. And that's what happens Uh with us. Only very few people can actually tap into that vision, that the planet itself, listen carefully, that the planet itself is projecting out to its inhabitants. The planet is a conscious thing. And the conscious, all conscious things have a mind. And all minds are energies that are based in consolidation of intelligence. And we are being given a projected image and a vision of tomorrow by the planet itself. And only a few of us are not hypnotized by the artificial technologies and what the technologies have us hypnotized to believe is real and what's not real. Only a few of us can actually see beyond
6: that.
2: And let me say one more thing before, because I know there are other people who want to move forward. This is a testament to what, sort of how we started the conversation with visualization. I'm a black man who does not belong in the field that I'm working in. I am here and present and working and doing some of the things that I'm doing simply because of visualization. And maybe because, I would say, uh, because of the melanin that I have learned to utilize, so to speak. And uh, I've come to the conclusion. Well, a- every day it gets it gets deeper, but I can create anything I want with my mind at this point. So, yeah. it
3: yeah.
2: I just I just wanted to put that out there because I, I believe that is something that is available to us all. And yeah, um, yeah. thank you so thank much, you. Dr. Valentine. Thank you, Red. You're, and you're welcome. My love.
10: Thank you. Well Bless you. Very well mm. said. Very well said. And yeah, uh, you may want to consider uh, no um, our university. Because you 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 seem to have a grasp of the kind of mind the kind of mind that, that flourish in our university, um, so you may want to consider uh, looking into our university uh, perhaps sometime in the future.
3: Yes, sir.
7: Peace, God. Indeed. Thank you, my brother. Peace. Okay, we're going to shift the caller from the three one three. 316 callers, if you want to continue with us, 347-637-2135 is the number that you need to call. You have roughly three minutes left, 347-637-2135. Let's go to caller from the 313-316 caller. Peace.
9: Peace, peace. It's a pleasure to speak to you, Blue and Red, and, of course, Dr. Phil, as always, um, I got a couple questions for you, for Doctor Phil. Um, you mentioned um, about colloidal or nano silver. I make my own colloidal silver, but I was I'm not familiar at all with the nano silver, and I'm just wondering if you could point me into a direction where I can dive into or uh, on how to make that. And my second question is: Do you foresee any um nuclear event happening uh in the future in the near future i guess uh with all what's going on uh, globally right now
10: well that's a good question um i do see that there is going to be a nuclear it may very well be a nuclear uh, situation uh that happens in New York it may happen within the next those yeah and uh it uh It may be set offshore uh, and, um, you know, create the flooding that would uh, completely inundate New York, or they may take down the Freedom Tower. What better way to take down the concept of freedom by completely taking down the very thing that was called freedom and, uh, you know, knocking down or destroying your Statue of Liberty? So freedom and liberty right now, are the two things that they put up so that they can knock down uh, symbolically uh, wow. I would say that you might want to you know just just consider that uh, get yourself ready for any kind of um, you know a display or some kind of black ops for distraction right. of the people uh, there in New York or in the east Coast, uh, as far as the guidelines um, there's uh, there's, a, there's, I think, there's something online that's called the Silver Safety Committee uh, that that you could uh, go Google on, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll tell you how to properly uh, um, make it. Um, uh, there's uh, because again, the nano, the, the colloidal silver, the the, uh, the parts per million, right, uh, that that is created uh, is not as Um, efficient, one of a better word. It's not as efficiently made, and therefore because it does not have the particulation necessary to be absorbed and to be able to get into or uh, in the cell uh, membranes to be able to Mm -hmm. do the work that it needs to do. uh, uh, There's a technique that can be used to uh, get it to that stage, but what I would do is just go up to Google, and I know that they have on there, which is been a blessing and a curse, but I know that there are there's, uh, there's a silver safety calculation. I think it's a mathematical formula uh, that allows a person to determine how much to take of any sustaining product to oh. remain. Because there's certain safety limits, and remember, the EPA has something called um, R what's this, RTD, I think, but uh, it's called the reference dose uh, reference dose, uh, yeah, reference dose. hmm Um, uh, and, uh, the guidelines, they have a guidelines and the EPA puts it out because they, they use silver uh, as a means of, um, uh, getting out, uh, if they're going into any kind of a diseased area. Hmm.
9: Okay. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Uh, um, I guess that's pretty much it. Um, uh, um, of course, forward to hearing from anything else you have In the future obviously And uh, good job as always Blue and red
7: Thank you brother Peace Thank you, Thank you indeed. Uh, Good doctor's line has dropped So uh, I'm going to try to call him On the three way um, To conclude tonight's episode I still have callers in the building so i do want to say thank you though all
9: right yes sir yes indeed brother peace peace all right family
7: i'm gonna try this matter of fact i can't even do it on my phone right yeah I need you to call the good doc on your three-way. Cause I'm on my um, I'm on
8: my G phone. I can't three-way it on All this right. one. All All right. Let's see if we can pull it off. Yeah.
7: Just hold tight, family. Hope everyone thoroughly enjoying tonight's program. It's definitely, uh definitely an honor to spend an evening, you know, with the good doctor, defeated a master. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. Mhm into that call I will mm-hmm. reference you to uh my solo biz site I do have my atomic silver but some happened my site got hacked I'm just still trying to sort out some details with my uh my web host you know if you can't find the silver or the guidelines you can call me 347-504-1444 we do have that silver on uh, deck yeah. Alright. The gold as well, platinum. About to bring the cop out and the zinc. And the iodine. Shit, get it all out. you need it all. Yeah, I don't think
8: I could do it either, bro. Why not? Got uh, multiple calls while I was on the show, and it won't allow me to add the call. Oh,
7: you saying? Oh, you was already switching over?
6: Yeah.
7: Yeah, it don't it don't allow you to. And got a lot of hands up in the call queue.
3: Yeah, maybe
8: somebody could come technology yeah. uh-huh. I said maybe hey, put the technology you know it's not, um, not allowing me to dial it
7: yeah now you can't you can't do it with that phone that you got once you get locked in on the three-way thing already once you click over on your phone that's considered a three-way so let me see.
3: Yeah.
7: Alright. Give me one second, y'all. You
8: there,
3: how-
7: yeah.
8: Oh my bad. I said how many callers we got left?
7: How many callers with their hands up? Yeah. Six. Open the line, yeah. let's go. Yeah, I mean, I know that they want to speak to Dr. Valentine.
8: Put, put, put this on record so we can move forward. And we'll get um question from um, either tomorrow, then we'll put it on the you Notalize know, page, the answers. You know what I'm saying? So the family to go to the Facebook on the next page, or you know, we'll just work it out. But at least let them get their questions in. Okay.
7: All right, we're gonna to go to three four seven four nine five number. Three four seven four nine
8: five.
7: A scratch. If anybody hears a scratch and noise, pardon me. All right. Three four seven four nine five number peace. Greetings.
5: Good evening. Uh is uh uh the rev was able to get back on or
8: not yet folks.
5: Yeah, yeah. Well I definitely wanted to thank you guys for having the show. Thank you Yeah um, yeah. I had a question for him Concerning the um, You know Some of the things I've been noticing As far as um, uh, You know The Caucasians You know Europeans Changing their narrative Now you know And um, They're making a big deal Now about uh, Some group Or supposed Tribe called The Yahidis I don't know If you guys Heard about them
6: No
3: yes. uh,
5: Yeah, yes. they're um, they're supposedly this tribe that's blonde, blue eyed, and um, you know now this this whole narrative about them being uh, you know uh, under I guess or oh, Yazidis. I'm sorry, the Yazidis. Yeah, and and you know they're supposedly un, you know there's a threat of genocide against them or something or other. You know, they're blonde, blue-eyed, and they're supposedly the original, you know, people that uh, created culture for everybody else on this planet. <laughs> if, you, if you could believe that, buddy.
7: Yes, yes. Uh, are these the people that are being threatened? Um, that sounds like the tribe that was being threatened by ISIS.
5: Right, right. Yeah, yeah, they're making this narrative about, um, you know, what's going on over there. I mean, we already know that the supposed ISIS group, they were the ones that created that group in the first place, you know. They're supposed to, you know, replace al-Qaeda. You know, that's pretty much the intelligence right now on, you know, what that group is and what it's about. But then we also have this this whole idea that the Yazidis, right, You know, they're they're this uh, helpless little group and, you know, blonde, blue-eyed, and, you know, they're getting killed off uh, because, you know, everybody else is jealous of what they accomplished in the past. (laughs) Now, we, you know, we are good students of the, you know, the good rev, and we know, you know, there's nothing that they created or, you know, initiated in the past, so... This whole narrative now of co-opting, I think, what they're doing now is they're actually co-opting the stories of the people that genuinely, you know, did suffer genocide under these Europeans. And and, and that's what they're doing right now, currently as we speak. They're co-opting that story. So, in other words, they're, you know, it's like the, the wolf, you know, wearing the, the sheep's clothing now. They're changing their, you know, you know. I mean, it's it's amazing. They do this so often where